What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. It's good to be back, Greg. It's good. We've missed you. I missed you. You missed Ramon. I did. You and Ramon have never been in the same room. No. It's upsetting. Same person? People were commenting on that. They were like, Are, were you just wearing glasses the entire time? Yeah. And to which I replied, no, he's a lot taller and skinnier than I. I loved all the ideas that it was just the love child between you and the Pride of Long Island Commonwealth. Go Islanders. That might exist. You know that, right, Colin? Like, we've nope, had one or two. We've had one. Good nights. Yeah, we've had a few trysts. Trysts. Yes. Oh, Colin. Over yeah. there, the pure one, Tim Geddes. Let him host. And then, making his game over Greggy show debut, the one and only the Adam Sessler. The legendary. Hello there. Oh, I got a hug. No, you, you guys are too kind. And, no, thank you for coming. Please, audience, forgive me. Um, I hung out with my three-year-old godson uh, a, a few days ago, and they are diseased piñatas. Yeah. Yeah. You squeeze them because they're cute, and then all the... Let's the ball. So, I'm a little on the raspy side right now. I just right squeezed now. you and you put the thing <laughs> on top of us. Sorry, Colin. It is what it is. <laughs> Your beard will protect you. Yeah, probably not. Uh, Adam. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Oh, my pleasure. I don't even know where to begin with your career in the video game industry. People, obviously, the G4s. You were out there. The you're G4s. Out, you were on the TV. <laughs> you were on the TV doing all those shows. Everybody loved you there. Then you go over and you did this Rev3 business. Yep. Now you're out there being a consultant. Yep. What, what's your latest project? Um, oh, yes. I'm working uh, with a company called Roto VR mm -hmm. on a product called The Roto. Mm -hmm. uh, more or less, it was designed to try to address some of the inherent problems we're currently seeing with VR. We're not trying to create goggles or anything like that, right. but it was the inception was mainly in the cord management. Gotcha. Because, you oh, know, right. especially with Oculus, you have to have that camera that has to be looking at your head, and you have a cord going from the Oculus to whatever is outputting the video. Uh, you can't do a full 360. Both because you're going to asphyxiate yourself on the cord, and secondly, if that camera isn't really seeing you, you're not able to get that full 360-degree image. Right. Uh, so the chair that we have worked on, mm -hmm. it allows for all the connections to come in at a stationary part of the base, so you can go full 360, and there's a table that you can put the camera on, so you're always getting the head tracking gotcha. that you need. Uh, two other things that have actually come as a result of that, one is so cool, it's an SDK, that uh, you can program, a developer can program it into the chair. So be it a film or be it a game, uh, the game can take control and make you look at something. So mm -hmm. kind of back when you were playing Gears and you're supposed to hold Y and suddenly the camera pans and right. you see the Burmac coming in, no, you're going to move and you're going to mm -hmm. see that Burmac coming in. Or imagine like what a Peter Jackson or J.J. Abrams could do with something like this to be in the middle of you know a space battle. When, he, when he's over here pitching this to me, this is when I, I thought I, Nick Scarpino's eyes would light up. Yes. Being inside Fast and the Furious. Oh, my and God. The, the yes. you're, yeah. you're rotating around to no, see No, you know what's funny is my brain went to the movie Surrogate, which you, no one's probably ever seen. It's a Bruce Willis <laughs> movie that kind of came and went. But they sit oh, in that these, one. They sit in these sort of like, that same sort of stasis chairs. And this is obviously different because this moves. But this just tripped my Brent, I was like, how much is Adam Sessler going to be the guy that makes sure we never have to leave our houses again? Like, can I just I like go into my stuff. chair and I'll have a like a virtual reality surrogate that I that I'll just go out there and live life through them? We can have sex with whoever we want. Never going to get STD. No one ever gets pregnant unless you program it. Adam Sessler, buy the chair. Go 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 support go support the the outside the 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 outside world. It's scary. That's where all the threat is. It's kind far of, less threatening inside the house. It's kind of dumb, actually, the outside world. When yeah. you think about Overrated. it, it's stupid. I mean, you There's know, bumblebees up there, too. There's a lot you, of bumblebees. You have to dress for it. It's easier to stub your toe. Mm -hmm. You know, all those things. It's, there's, there's dog poop. We live in San Francisco. It's just dog poop bananas out there. It's not yeah. dog it's poop, Adam. It's human poop out in San Francisco. It depends, actually, you're, it depends you're probably on where you're at. You're in Soma. It's, the Tenderloin, as we proved on the last gig we did, a lot of human poop. Yeah. They sit on little cardboard, like, just cutouts. And then when they have to poop, they just dip their butt over the curb. 
and then they come right back to the cardboard cutout. Actually, I, I used to have a drive to work that would take me down 6th Street, and I just saw the guy who just kind of dropped her out. And yep. It was one of those, though, those trash cans that had the covering. So, I mean, there was actually a fair amount of skill to get through that. Sure. That's impressive. Anyway, enjoy that image. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the, the third aspect about the Roto that right. was unexpected and is a wonderful side effect is that... Um, because and there's, there's pedals so you can start to do some simulation of movement with your feet. But even without that, it allows you to do what you do naturally in movement. Your head goes first and your mm -hmm. body then follows. And especially with a demo with Alien Isolation that we were showing out at um, EGX Res in London, uh, that really seems to mitigate the nausea problem for, for most people. Mm -hmm. That you're moving in a way that seems natural. You're not moving, you know, your head is kind of the left stick. Yeah. And your head is also your head. And that can become right. very, very disconnected. This seems to overcome that. And for most people, I wouldn't say all people, uh, that nausea uh, really, really went away. Cool. So we're in Kickstarter right now. Mm -hmm. We're trying, we really just want to get kickstarted. Uh, the R&D and all that stuff is done. We just need 85,000 uh, pounds sterling to be able to get they're called production tooling. So mm -hmm. these are kind of the stainless steel molds, the things that we need to be able to make the components build the components, that, that, yeah. to put this thing into production. Uh, so uh, please, we, 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 we are struggling right. as of now. Kevin, so I, I ask put all the link the there, the Kickstarter kind of Roto people. link there. <laughs> all the kind of funny family. And with that out of the way, I am, I am at your disposal. You made it sound no, dirty. Like you're like, I'll oh, come on, but I gotta talk about it. <laughs> if, if we could fit in a human shitting story, that'd be great. Too. Yeah, I was I was once on the View, and uh, it was Were right you now. really, yeah. Shut but, up. How'd that go? It was terrifying. <laughs> I'm, actually, my, my favorite part is the producer on the View uh, said, "Look." Uh, they're not going to know what you're talking about, and I know this is really unorthodox, right. but you know television. Can we give you all the cues? Nice. And he I was really? like, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and he was like, you know, Joy's going to be just fine. Meredith, she's going to be really, really, really nice. And he goes, and Star Jones? Well... And I'm like, what's going to happen with Star yeah, Jones? What's happening? And my trick was, I I'm was just going to I'm a lawyer. Keep... <laughs> I don't like video games. I just kept talking in the hopes that she, I would never let her get a word in. Nice. Sure. <laughs> anyway, Jerry Lewis was ahead of me. And I was like in the green room. I was I thought I was going to puke. Right. I was just getting really nervous because like there was some R and B star with his entourage. Jerry Lewis came in with like you know an, an oxygen tank and his entourage, and I had my brother in his fleece. That's the and I'm just like, I was like what's going to happen? I shouldn't be doing this. And Jerry Lewis is there. What were you coming on to talk about? It was like ESRB ratings. Oh, okay. like explain that. I mean, I have no idea why they reached out. Sure, I think they were You're like, like oh, we got five minutes. Uh, let's do video. <laughs> See, I, I always love that when they when they do that. Like, cause you've done those before. You guys have both done this before. The little hits where you'll go on like a news network or something like that. Obviously, this is a much bigger deal. But I always love it when the mainstream population is like, oh. We should talk about those video game things. Yeah. Cricket, cricket. Let's bring in someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about. And it's always fascinating because then you got you come on and you know what you're talking about and they just, just they blank, have no idea blank stares, blank yeah. stares. Yeah. Well, that was great, Adam. Thanks so much. Well, that's the thing. Next up, Dancing Dogs. Jerry Lewis preceded me and he was pitching some type of medication that he was on. And it just had all different types of, is this right? And everyone was like really cool with that. But I come on and I talk about video games. And it's like, <laughs> make people kill each other. They make people kill. But I've, I've, I've done one of those rounds where you have to, you know, you're just doing radio hits yeah, or you're yeah. doing TV hits. It was around Christmas time. And I don't know who was booking me at Tech TV. I think they were just trying to fill out a list so they could mm -hmm. show it to their boss. At 4 o'clock in the morning, I am calling the official Christmas station of the Ohio River Valley. Yes, you were. And someone who, I'm just going to call him Methuselah, because he sounded that <laughs> old. <laughs> and I'm supposed to talk video games with this guy. Of course. And it pretty much was like, so, uh, video games. 
Those are really violent, aren't they? I'm like, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm on the official radio station of the Ohio River Valley. Who is, who, who's like, I got to check out this tech TV. I got to know. Yeah, I yeah, that guy really sold me. I got to go. Yeah. I got to yeah. call my cable <laughs> provider out here in Lake Erie. I always, I always loved the ones where like, yeah, we need you to come on and talk about, you know, whatever the new PlayStation game. All right. And then literally it was two questions about that. And then it was immediately like, and what about this Wii U? And you're like, I, it's, all, it's happening. It's Nintendo. You're like, all right, well, what's happening with Xbox? Like, all right, well. This isn't what I was prepped for. <laughs> I can talk about whatever, I guess. Here you go. Yeah, well, they're all the same, right? All yeah, games, exactly. All, all the boxes. All no, what, what happens is there's a producer who went on Google and typed in video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Common <laughs> ass video games. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, this is the Game Over Greggy Show. The idea is simple. Each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. He's bringing a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, the entire show posts early over on Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny each and every Friday. But if you don't want to give us any money, that's no big deal. You can go to YouTube.com slash KindOfFunny and get it broken out topic by topic day by day until we post the entire thing as an MP3 and video the following Friday. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Services around the world. The globe. This one's worth a dollar. This one's worth a dollar. Mm-hmm. Just because Adam? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Like yeah. Buy that for a dollar. Yeah. yeah. I made a RoboCop reference. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. What did you no, go. No, you're going to ask gonna him? say, what do you think of the new Robocop? I haven't brought myself to see it. Don't. I mean, look, it, 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 it's, it's not <laughs> even rated R, right? No. It's, I mean, I remember as a kid. Well, I think it was rated R. Was it? Was it? Uh, I thought that was a video. They don't make it rated R movies. The, the original Robocop, you know, they had to cut it down because it actually it was got almost an X rated. Yeah, it was almost X. And right. it's just, it's just, it's that Paul Verhoeven thing that when he's not in the business of just hating women... Mm-hmm. Like in like who what was it Ho- Hollow Man Oh God that movie is so bad Yeah But um Kevin Bacon his his funny relationship to violence is so fascinating and like that one just epitomizes it where it's like no you really you're not like you know the the, the oh the no scene yeah where the, the where the robot is like just shooting the guy over and over yeah again. yeah yeah that is the Simpsons joke before the Simpsons joke existed <laughs> which is you do it it's kind of funny then it's not funny then it's really really funny. And it's just horrific. Yeah, he, yeah. Nightmares yeah, he had a, a very, uh, his finger on the pulse for satire as far as that was concerned and using a violence yeah. to sort of get that get that line across. But I heard you talking this morning on Colin and Greg uh, live about uh, The Twitch Road Warrior kind of funny. and uh, Mad Max as, as something you're uh, enthusiastic about. So I, I assume we share a love of 80s yeah. films, all things 80s, very, which we'll, I'm like, sure we'll unpack on this podcast ah, at some point. I don't know when. So. I'm, I'm, so. I'm, 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 a, I'm a big reference one when it comes to the 80s. Good. Good. Before good we company. get to the number one topic, did you see the MyRobocopRemake.com? That no. video where all these different oh, web creators put together, they reshot Robocop shot for shot, but then people had different scenes to do. And then they just they made did it. Oh, I got to see They it's did amazing. it before with something else. What was the first Star Wars. One? Star Wars. Yeah. But this Robocop was best because it oh, shoots God. off like 30 dicks at one part. Yeah. That one part <laughs> is the best. Yeah. Do it! Do it! Like I remember it. you showing me that actually, and I was like, I don't really want to watch this. There's, <laughs> There's so many dicks. We were on the back. We were back back of an Uber, and after the ten dick got blown off, I was like, yeah, I don't really want to watch it. <laughs> he just turned to Colin. Colin's like, I don't want to see. He's turned to Greg. He's beat red. He's laughing so hard. I couldn't hear him. That was the best, man. We had to watch that. Before we shouldn't watch that. Oh, uh, topic number one. It comes from Patreon.com, mm-hmm. where Kenny Char backed us. Kenny Char. Thank you, Kenny Char. Thanks, uh, Kenny he Char. says, "What are your best and worst?" Video game memories. Mm. I thought I've been sitting on this gem for a while. Now that we have the illustrious Adam Sessler here, we're gonna address this S and figure it out. Do I owe someone a nickel for saying that? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> so your best and worst video game memories. Everybody gets to stew on it for a second. Okay. Mm. I always come back to. I really wanted Royal Rumble on the Sega Genesis. And I remember I finally got on a Christmas morning and I opened up and I was so excited. And then I put it down and I went to open other stuff and then my cat threw up on it. 
But now remember, the Genesis cases were hard plastic. Everything's fine. And they had that laminated top, you know what mm. I mean? So I just rinsed off the puke. And I was like, this is why they laminate them. And my mom said, I don't think that's why they laminate them. But it worked in the end. <laughs> it saved the I would have guessed rumble. maybe like coffee or soda spills, but cat sure. puke. Cat puke. Hey, same, man. same general I mean, It was actual puke. It wasn't like a, a hairball. It oh, no. A little no bit of liquid you know cats are where they, they, just all, they just vomit in no reason. Like oatmeal. Which are weirdos. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it's like that wet cat. It's, like, it's the dry cat food they ate. My, assu- wet my assumption about that, though, is that even if the cat threw up on the Genesis cartridge on the chip, that if you dried it off, it would have still worked fine anyway. I would have cried a lot, though. That would be like when I took my Superman action figure into the bathtub and his S washed it in the back of your yeah, mind. I'm remembering. Okay. Because this is all going to be the three-part yeah, documentary to, series. To catch Adam up, Greg, Greg is, is full of such significant psychoses that uh, Nick and I and Tim will obviously come. Kevin will come. Everyone's going to do it. We're going to go to Illinois one day and uh, do a documentary, a Ken Burns-style documentary on Greg Miller's childhood. Because it is full of psychoses such... Psychoses or neuroses? Uh, neuroses, I guess oh. it would be. Well, actually, no. Psychoses would be both. both. Because there are some things that he's done that I'm like, that goes beyond just a normal neurosis. Because like, that's that's psychotic. You're going into psychotic. <laughs> because typically, my, my girlfriend uh, is, a, is a, di- a doctor, a psychologist, mm-hmm. and she uh, often corrects me when I use words like schizophrenia wrong. When I'm like, you're being schizophrenic. She's like, that's not what that means. And I was telling her about this, and, she, and I used the word psychosis, and she did not correct me. Which means she thinks Greg has deep psychosis. Yeah. Not neurosis. I guess that doesn't imply you're psychotic. You're just... You just have a lot of problems. <laughs> just a lot of Who problems. Who hasn't peed in a Dixie cup and thrown it behind their dresser? But on that, on that note, I mean, I've done this in my friend's life, fishing. I grew up here in the Bay Area, and so we'll we'll go somewhere in the East Bay, especially when you know I was like, and I'll tell her a story that was attached to that, and she slowly starts to piece together why, um, you know. I like to stay indoors. <laughs> <laughs> stay away from places like Berkeley and, that's and some Oakland. Things you know will get me really, really anxious. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, yeah. I, I think you should do that for Greg and I make him. I think I'm worried myself. it'll be more yeah. boring than you think. I don't think so. Mm-mm. You've heard most of the stories. We once wa- lost Wonder Woman's lasso in the backyard. Uh, we had to have people come over and look for it. Couldn't find it. And Man, you are out. something else, dude. I can't wait to do this. I'm fucking. De- I'm dead serious about this. I'm. I'm willing to shut down. Kind of funny for two months just to go film this. Oh, I mean, I think we could take longer. Honestly, I think, and I think there's a lot of people, at least some of the core supporters of our show, that would 100% back this. Maybe not with money or like outwardly. But emotionally, they would yeah, want us to go into Well, we need a lot of they emotional support to go into these stories, man, because mm-hmm. I, I, think just, I don't know what the hell we're going to find. I was, I was going to say, are you ready to be fundamentally changed by this? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, almost, I would say I'm eager to be fundamentally changed. Right now, we're Arnold Schwarzenegger at the beginning of Predator. After this, we're going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end of Predator. Yeah, that's fair. I want, so, so you're going to be on a helicopter? Yeah. All covered in <laughs> Contemplative on a helicopter. Like that. By the way, his best piece of acting, that one moment, ever. It was pretty good. He was like... <laughs> And kind of like looked over and you're like, fuck, I felt that. Okay, at the beginning of Running Man, he goes, no, those are innocent women and children down there. That was... I really like that. That was... Because it's like, yeah. So, I mean, he's the good guy. I made my... A good rule of thumb is never watch anything with your wife. Just in general. Especially things that you love from your childhood. Nick Scarpino's marriage tips. Here's, Here's why. I love nerd shit I love anything that you consider nerdy dorky whatever uh, 80s doesn't matter the sci- the crazier sci-fi the better I love Running Man I, I have a deep love for everything Schwarzenegger to the 80s I remember Running Man way more fondly than my wife would let me and so I, I was like <laughs> let's, start, let's watch Running Man together and about 15 minutes into it she's like you know this is bad right and I'm like fuck this is bad but I didn't realize it Jesse until the body you see it, in it with that it, the, light. Part of the problem is I wish we could go back and do, especially the Schwarzenegger movies, because in terms of cons- 
concept. Mm-hmm. They, they beat the, the Stallone movies hands oh, down. Oh, hands down. Hands but down. you add in contemporary camera work mm-hmm. that really shifted so much, like in the early 90s, oh, after yeah. John Woo suddenly said, hey, hold on, we can make this really visceral. Yeah. Those, that, that would be awesome. Rather yeah. than these Robocop remakes, it's like, no, let's let's actually see if we can redo that and give it the same kind of drama. Because it's the way they're shot. Well, you see them, yeah. They're you, just so crude and rudimentary. You can see, and you see the, the, uh, a, a divide, right? You see the divide between Commando and Predator when you get John McTiernan to direct a movie yeah. with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it's like legit an amazing film from start to finish. And, they, and he even makes Arnold Schwarzenegger look like a good actor, which is how, you know, a testament to his filmmaking. But then you see that versus like Running Man. And it's like Running Man's like paint by numbers. It's like, yeah. here we are here. Now we're here. He killed him. Kissed the girl. We're done. And then Commando. My wife which is, watching. You know, like almost all of it takes place in the land of cardboard houses. Dude, like, I when love the things that. explode, it's like, who built that in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> why, are there so many, yeah, why are there so many goddamn statues around here? <laughs> Uh, Tim, what's a good video game memory? Video game. I mean, I've said this before on the show, but uh, the moment that I realized that Super Mario World Two had more than one world when I beat the the boss in in level one to eight, and then I realized, oh shit, there's World Two, Three, Four, Five, and Six that I haven't even got to. That blew my mind, and I was just like, man, there's goodness in the world. So that was my best memory. Worst okay. memory, probably when my Smash Bros. Melee save file got deleted by my friend because he's an idiot and didn't know what he was doing. Kevin. No, not Kevin. Kieran. Kevin. Bin, n- not Curran. Kieran Vincent Culkin. Wong, who's a little, he's a punk ass bitch. Damn, um, Yeah, deleted my save file. We had to spend all night trying to get all the other, the characters unlocked That's again. the worst one. There's a, a rogue bad. deletion that it wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm. That PS1 Jedi game we were talking about, Poe overwrote my save. I lost all my Jedi power battles? Uh-huh. That's hurt. No, that hurt. That hurts. The other big one I remember too is the one where I, I got so mad at my desk at IGN that I slammed on it as hard as I could. That then made Ryan Clements game skip in a final boss battle, and he had to go back and do it. It was like it was like a chain oh, reaction that's of destruction. Up. Because that's... I my Wolverine X Men Wolverine Origins save got eaten, and I was going to platinum that. Game. Oh, by so Raven. Close. Yeah, by Raven. Yeah, and I went, God damn it, and slammed it down, and it skipped Clements's damn. Boss he could. He got back to it. He's the last person that would be mad at you for that too. He it was it, he was on the edge. He was on the edge of anger. I mean, that's almost like like in Thinner, the way that you pass on the curse by mm-hmm. giving people curse the evil pie. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Exactly like that. Somewhere. Exactly, like, exactly that. like that. I think another one of my worst things actually happened Where recently. Where does your brain go when it, when it makes those connections? <laughs> Thinner's a great movie. Nick, uh, stop interrupting. Another, another one of the worst things is, uh, so my Pokemon Blue file, I captured all the Pokemon. I had my team that like was you know very near and dear to my heart. And then there was Pokemon Gold and Silver that came out. I transferred, I traded them, so my new game would have all my old Pokemon. And now, a decade or more later, um, and we've been doing these Let's Plays, last week I was like, oh shit, Pokemon Blue, my save file's still here. But then I realized my Pokemon art, they're in gold and silver. Oh, they and move then I, on. Then I, I tried loading up gold and silver. Batteries are dead in those games. Save file's gone. My Pokemon are gone forever. Your Pokemons are dead. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. It really sorry. hurts, man. Or maybe they're yeah. like in some kind of like limbo gray area. That's probably where they are. Like the other side in Poltergeist 2. Yes. <laughs> This is my favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I always make these stupid references. No one understands them. I'm going to conference you in next time we do a podcast. No, did the, new, did the new Poltergeist come out yet? No, no summer. No, 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 no. no. And the Luke, lighthearted Poltergeist? It looks so bad. I haven't even seen the trailer, honestly. People it looks been asking me, like, what do you think of the trailer? Bad. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. That was originally what they were saying, was that it's a more lighthearted 
kids movie, but then the trailer didn't make it. It, it seems like it's, it almost seems like a shot for shot remake of the original one from what we were seeing in the. Well, in the what's funny? The original Poltergeist was actually fairly lighthearted. They have those scenes like in the middle where they're like Wait, the family and stuff. Glorious for that. Yeah. Because you had Spielberg's name attached, and people were taking their families right after ET. Yeah. Yeah. People were taking their Fun families, and no one noticed the guy that directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre directed this one. Right. <laughs> just people were furious. And so yeah, like, and, the, and weren't the parents like huge potheads and stuff like that? And like they like yeah, yeah it's like all sorts of weird adult shit that, yeah. in that movie. I don't know if they were huge potheads. Yeah, they, they, they were. They were. They enjoyed marijuana. Yeah, I, I was gonna say they, there was multiple scenes with them like smoking weed in their room, right? And sure, then, but like, it wasn't like they were ignoring the kids. Hey man, hey how man. many fingers well, I got? Well, they ignored him enough that they let the tree take her. Put her in the television. I mean, and they were just like, "Whoa, know. that tree's taking my daughter." <laughs> I'm tripping balls right now. <laughs> uh, one day I'm gonna be on a show called Coach. Uh, Coach is so good. Though. Coach is good. It's a great career he had. Screaming Eagles. Uh, what the hell are we talking about? Video games. Best oh, right. Memories Calm, Kenny what, are, what are your best and worst memories? I, a few memories came Kenny to mind. Char. One of them Tim kind of touched on is that moment when you realize the batteries and all your NES games are dead. Um, I was in college and I went to play Final Fantasy 1 and, you know, played it for a few hours and then shut it off. And then went back after class and the save was dead. And I was, and, you know, and I was like, fuck, what, what, you know, and then you realize like, Wow, when Nintendo was offering back in the day to replace your batteries, all you had to do was send them your games, and they would replace your batteries for you. Mm-hmm. And you never, and I never really took advantage of that before. And then I was looking at all my role playing games and realizing, like, wow, I can't play any of these anymore. Yeah, um, and yeah, so they were all dead. And it, it brought me back to the NES days. That and a lot of people don't remember this, or, or you know, didn't live in these days. When you played a game with a battery in it on NES, you had to hold the reset button in before you shut it off, or you would lose your save. And everyone learned the hard way that they were not kidding. About that, and I don't know like what it is. Was, specifically. Did it tell you on screen stuff? It's the Sega Master System kid. I am unaware. I don't. I think I might have said it in the instruction manual, or whatever. But and it yeah. wouldn't happen every time. But like when you play Dragon Warrior or whatever Zelda, like you hold the reset button in and then hit the power button, and that would make sure that the save wasn't erased from your cartridge. Interesting. Um, and so people, you know, learn the hard way on that. Uh, but uh, I remember, uh, I had uh, no idea that those cartridges had batteries. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, that's how they saved games. So, but a lot of them didn't save games. Yeah. I mean, you like remember? I think it was Metroid. You had to yep. put in the code. Yeah, but the Met- super, yeah. but the Famicom version of Metroid did have a battery in it. The, the they started removing components to make the games cheaper to manufacture. Mm-hmm. But if you had a game like, um, uh, let's see, like, well, Castlevania two had a, a password system. Castlevania three did, but yeah, Dragon Warrior one through four, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy, the original Zelda had a battery. Zelda two had a battery. Um, so, so like there, and and that was a way for the game to like to save your file. So it had a physical battery, like a quartz battery, like a watch battery, yeah, a watch or battery. Yeah. that was in that, and it would it needed to power what the RAM. On, I, I, on it the powered something in order to save the game, and these things last lasted forever. I know some people have NES games that still work, but. It was only when I got to college that I realized that my, my games were not that's, saving that's anymore. That's a trip. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, and, and sometimes, like, so I was doing experiments with Final Fantasy, the original one, in college, where I would shut it off for, like, two minutes and then turn it back on and the save would still be there. But you would, like, shut it off and then go back an hour later and the save was gone. You know, like, it was like, there was, like, all sorts of weird things. So I ended up actually keeping my NES on for days. And this brings, and this brings me so back. That was great for the system. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, because <laughs> this brings me back to a Super Nintendo story. My parents got divorced when I was, like, really young. And so my, my dad was dating this woman in the early 90s. And she had kids. And so they'd come over and play or whatever. And I was playing Link to the Past. And I'd already played the game, like, a, a bunch of times. But I was, you know, you know, in the middle of playing it again. And um, I don't think I ever saved the game or whatever the hell happened. And I went, I just left the Super Nintendo on in my room and then went to play with my friends, mm-hmm. play, like, wiffle ball or something or hockey. And then I came back, like, a few hours later and, and, 
uh, the woman's son was on my Super Nintendo playing like Super Punch Out or something like that, and I lost my fucking mind. <laughs> I lost my mind on this kid. And there was like really no reason to do it because I had beaten this game before, right. and I was just playing but it's it for your shit. shit. Don't touch. Yeah, that and shit. I, I was. Yeah. I remember like losing, just losing it on on this person. Is that what um, ended the relationship between your dad and this girl? I don't remember what. No, that wasn't it. But I, they weren't. I was like, what, like I remember being like, I was only like eight, maybe or nine. I was like, why are you in my room? Like, why are you touching my Super Nintendo? Like, right. this isn't yours. Like, get the hell out of my room, kind of thing. What and uh, I remember. I think I made him cry actually he's like mom told me to come in here yeah and i'm like don't like there's another game on what the fuck's wrong with you you know what i mean and they call a nine-year-old kind of thing but you know that, that's <laughs> i imagine it's just higher pitch that's that's <laughs> sto- that story kind of comes up every once in a while what the fuck's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> i see it kind of like a man that play it's like what is do you know how to deal with men no you're nothing you're white bread you're nothing nine-year-old kid jesus yeah your dad's um, holding you back. The, the girlfriend's crying. And then he's like, why would you? No, he's clearly he was playing Link to the Past. What but, the hell? But the best moment for me, I get excited when games get announced every so often. Like, I'm not, I love video games, obviously, yeah. but I don't get like the stoked, like, fuck yeah, kind of thing. I'm like, oh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to wait the 12 months until I actually play the game. I'm like, too excited about it. But when Mega Man 9 was announced, I, yeah. I remember I lost my fucking mind. Yeah. And I, at IGN, like, I lost it. I was like, I can't. 9 was the, the epitome of uh, everything that I ever wanted that I thought would never happen ever mm-hmm. again. Because the right. classic Mega Man series everyone out there knows is my favorite shit. Mega Man 3 is my favorite game of all time and I came inside and out. You were talking about this on the Mega Man live stream. Right, exactly. Yesterday. And that's why I'm, I'm really good at the games and that's why I play them. I really love them. And after 6 came, we had 7, which was... And 8, which was, you know, fine, but... It's funny. I wanted them to go back and make an 8-bit game and that always, to me, was like just an idea well, that only idea. I had. Yeah. That like no one would ever do. And then they made fucking two of them you know what I mean? In Dream two years, twice. Okay. yeah. And but I remember, I remember being at IGN. I was only at IGN for like a year at this time when it was announced in, in early 2008. And I remember like losing it, like, like I like couldn't believe. I thought it was a joke. I couldn't believe it. That's oh how I God. felt when that Game Informer came and on the cover was just the Ghostbusters logo on a black background. I was like, holy fucking shit! And then it ended up being yeah. And then it ended up being an eight, a great game, <laughs> eight out of ten. <laughs> IGN.com. <laughs> so those are my memories. Adam, what about you? Well, uh, okay. Uh, kind of two favorite memories. The, the modern favorite memory is reviewing Uncharted 2. And I woke up on Saturday morning. This one I came out with my term, um, if, if it's an underwear game. Like, I've been playing it the, the mm-hmm. day before on a Friday. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, God, I love this. And I woke up. I probably was 6 a.m. And I tiptoed over my wife. <laughs> I did everything in my power to secure as much quiet as possible so I could have this uninterrupted stretch because I just wanted to play this game again. And that moment was, it's kind of like all the Jeeps going up the hill. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And I screwed up probably five or six or seven times over because I was waiting for a quick time event to move over to the next car. Right. Because that's the only way you would have ever seen something like that happen in a game. This is too beautiful. And then I just kind of hit a button. I was like, I just jumped. And then I realized I had free movement between the cars and like, you know, my, my, my Raiders of the Lost Ark fantasy just happened, yeah, just happened. <laughs> right there in front of me. I'm a grown man. I'm like, oh, oh. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to go back two chapters. I, I need to experience this, you know, in, in, the, in the actual flow of the, of the experience. Uh, but my, my youthful memory was, I think I was the first kid in my class to get an NES. Mm-hmm. And I got Super Mario with it. That's why I wanted it. And I had some friends over maybe a few days later. They're having a sleepover, probably about 11 at this point. And I kept on noticing when you go to World 1-2, and if you hit, you know, if you're jumping around, you can hit that one brick of the top layer of bricks, and a one-up mushroom comes, you can see the little bottom of it. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Uh uh-huh. 
So then we start going and digging around. I'm like, well, can we break through the brick and go up there? And we keep on going, keep on going. Then we find the warp zone. And it was like, it was already just so exciting mm-hmm. to just have a game that as a highly structured platformer that I could actually play this in my own home. And the fact that now I was aware of the fact that there are secrets and yeah. things that are hidden somewhere in it, it was just like brain cannot process. And of course, you know, we're being 11. We're like, maybe no one else knows about this. <laughs> <laughs> we have to tell the world. And maybe like, you know, entities will hunt us down for this knowledge. Right, right, right. We need to go on the lam. <laughs> <FBI show. laughs> on the flip side, I've, I've talked about this before, but really my worst video game memory is probably two years later with the NES uh, playing Ghosts and Goblins, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And working on it so hard with my brother and doing that thing where, like, we're pausing it and trying to put it in the corner so mom doesn't see it and turn it off where we Mm. lose all of our progress in this game. We're working. It is so... That game... I did not know how hard it was That game is very hard. You just get... You think that this is how it's supposed to be. That's video games. That's what it is. If you want insight into my neuroses, when I'm not doing well at a game, I assume it's me. I rarely blame the game yeah. because I'm aware of all of my failings, and those just <laughs> seem to be probably better than the ones in zeros being at fault. Uh-huh. So every game to you is just equal; it's created equal. And yeah, like, exactly. if, if one's harder than the other, you're just having a harder day. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't think very well. Right and now. finally, we got to the end. Yeah, oh, wow. we got that final boss battle, and you know the trick is you also have to preserve that dagger. So you're jumping over the lance. You're jumping over the fireball. Because if you get the wrong weapon, you're just screwed in that game. Mm-hmm. I'm at the final boss, and I have the dagger, so I can go really fast. And we do it. And my brother and I are, like, stoked beyond belief. There on the screen, it says, nope, that's not the real demon or devil or what it is. You need to do it all over again. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> I love it. I, I mean, I think this is where me and my younger brother both understood that the adult world would be a series of unfair instances mm-hmm. that you could never find, you know, recourse from. But I think he just saw the existential terror of that and broke down in tears. Yeah. And I think that's just when I went dead inside <laughs> and just realized it's not worth the effort ever yeah. again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's my memory of Ghosts and Goblins. And that was the last time you ever finished a video game. Why did so many NES <laughs> games do that? Well, some games flipped, but that game specifically you had you had to beat it twice. So like it's it, impossible to yeah, beat it once. Like <laughs> so, it wasn't like a flipping game like Kung Fu or something like that where you it would just flip over and over again the same right. five stages. Well, I mean, things but like, this, this like Mario game, does the same thing. Yeah, Mario but won. Mario does Mario does end. I mean, that is th- th- there is an, like there is a real ending to Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah. You just have to beat it twice. Yeah, but same with Mario. Yeah, but but Mario Mario you, you get a you get another castle. Yeah, you have like to go to a new level. You have to play the entire. You no, know, with Mario too. Mario also. Like when you beat Mario, it's like, oh, thank you, but there's another challenge. Hit B to continue, and then you hit B. Yeah, but that's that's like the new. That's the same thing with Zelda. It's the it's yeah. the new it's the new world. You beat the the game does end. It's just that you can continue to play it. There is an ending, and then there is another ending. There is no ending. You yeah, beat, it, you it, like it, it you didn't refuse you the satisfaction. I'm confused. That's what Ghosts and Goblins did. You could beat Mario in one in one play, and you get an ending. It just tells you to play it again, again. and it's harder. The yeah. game the game. Ghost and Goblins is just cycles the game again. I'm I'm more oh, comparing wait, it. To, so there's never an end. There is an end the second time you beat it. I'm saying Same with Mario. There's a different. Oh, never mind. I can't go. You're wrong. I mean, I, I don't know. Okay. Like, like it's like Zelda. It's like the end of Zelda when you get new quest. That is more like what you're saying with Mario because there is a satisfactory ending when you beat Mario the first time. You beat it. 
the game. You can play it. And it's like, hey, do you want some more? Oh, I love so, some more. Yeah. so if you beat if you beat the if you beat the original <laughs> Zelda, you get, it's optional. <laughs> if you beat the original Zelda, you get same thing with Mario. If you beat Mario, you get an ending, and then you can play it again. If you beat Zelda, you can play. You beat the, you get an ending, and then you play it again. Called the Master Quest. If you or Second Quest, I guess the Master Quest would be more of the Ocarina of Time thing. But then there are games that cycle or flip, what they call flipping, which is like Kung Fu, which is like one of my favorite games on NES. It's where like you, what you, or you'd play, yeah, you'd play the same five stages over and again. You would basically just try to flip the score mm-hmm. back to zero if you could. So anyway, anyway, I could never beat like the third dude and I, I in Kung think, Fu. Yeah. Oh, the guy with the hornet. I, I don't even know. I mean, I think yeah. I, I think I got like two dudes, and I was like, "That's it. I can't." That game this is, is fucking really hard. Awesome. Really hard. Irem. That was a that was a really that's a, a defunct developer now, but they uh I, they I had just, some shit. I just remember never beating a game on the NES or it just never like I never? don't I ever I don't think I ever maybe Mario, but I don't think I ever got to the end of any of the the other games because I just was like I don't get it. I don't. When I was a kid, I just didn't understand that you were like we were talking about Mega Man, and I was like, I didn't fucking get that you were supposed to use the powers from the other guys. <laughs> like, it, well, like it wasn't very intuitive, and I wasn't one of those. Kids it is that, intuitive. Like, I, I I wasn't one of those kids that you know all throughout my my uh, like early age like schooling, like junior high and, and elementary school, I never it never clicked on me that you should read the book, like open the book, read the chapters, assimilate the information. Because all of the answers on the test are going to be coming from that source. Yeah. I just thought I would divine the information somehow, and it would come to me because I was such a clever fellow. So the same applied to gaming, where I would start the game and go, "I'm going to figure it out," and I got, I'd get, I'd get past the first stage of like, "It's easy." Then immediately, because that's how those games were, the second stage was really fucking hard, and I'm like, "I quit." I just, I would put the game aside and go back to Mario or something that I knew how to beat. So like those games to me, like. I never even, I wouldn't have attempted that. I was looking at one second, like, nah, I'm not gonna get. I don't, it was I don't so fu- it was so funny playing Mega Man yesterday, like with all the comments or whatever, because I am really good at those games. Right. But the, um, it really is an it is a matter of being intuitive or not. There are just certain games you know how to play. And Greg and I were talking about that. Like when Nine came out, we hadn't had a new and a new eight bit style game in 14 years mm. from you know a Mega Man game or whatever since six. And I just knew how to play it, and I was really good at it immediately. Yeah. And some people like play the game and they're like, I can't even beat one stage. And I'm like, that's funny because it's in, it's born in my mind, like how to play it. You know what I mean? Like it just feels a certain mm-hmm. way. And there's just certain games like that. So some people are just more comfortable with the stiffness of Castlevania, for instance, over the more looseness of Mega Man or the quickness of Ninja Gaiden or something like that. Like there's just games that feel right to certain people. Right. Mario feels right to me, but I still feel I still feel like Mario does not nail gameplay like yeah. like either Ninja Gaiden or Mega Man do. I think the games are really great. Really great it, games. I think it nails like. The, the design of it and the actual fun factor of it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a revolutionary like game, design, revolutionarily. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, that. I still think the jump from Mario is your baseline jump, and that where you deviate yeah. from it, that's how I kind of judge it. Until mm-hmm. they was it, yeah, I think it was with New Super Mario Brothers where the weight changed entirely mm-hmm. with Mario, and mm-hmm. it drove me like I could I could never play that game. Because I'd say it's so embedded in me yeah. how that jump is supposed the to happen, memory, what yeah. that parabola is supposed mm-hmm. to be. That I'm like, dude. Get on the diet because I, I need skinny Mario because that's the only way I know how to play this game. There, there's because there's Mario's physics were really ahead of their time, I think, in the sense of like running and the speed in which you were going. Like watching someone play Mario without holding the B button down at all times is the most painful thing. Oh, yeah, because like it's, just, it's like you're not you can't play it. Like when people just walk and I'm like, you can't play the game like this, like you can't. Yeah. What do you like? You have no hope and no prayer of, of being. <laughs> yeah. You have to. You like have to hold the B button down always, right. always. Right. Never stop holding the B button down. But then the way he jumps, that's why that like that game was really that's, complicated. That would be a fun sense. shirt. Never stop holding the B button down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I. I don't. Uh, uh, once. Oh. I. I. I get. I get. It's painful for me to, for me to watch some people play games. Like that just don't know how to play games. Mm-hmm. And Mario is like the quintessential one. Where I'm like, oh my god, I can tell in two seconds if you know how to play this game or not. It's yeah. funny. I always forget about the B button when I go back to try to play it. 
I'm like, this isn't right. This isn't good. This isn't. Fe- oh, that's right. It's very sluggish without it. Yeah, and you totally. can't and you can't make any of the jumps after like. The yeah, there's two jumps in World Eight that you can't make without running. Yeah, see, I think a lot of my bad memories were of of just playing games of frustration that I just I just didn't know how to beat, and I wasn't. You know, it's pre-internet. Like you just, I, I didn't subscribe to like Nintendo Power or any of those magazines, so I didn't really get any playground. I, I mean, I just didn't know like any of that stuff. Nobody existed. would talk to Nick. I know. I, I mean, I didn't like none of my friends. Like I had one friend, my my buddy, uh, uh, Will Mejia, who grew up. He had every system, so he was playing mostly like like he was playing Genesis games most of the time because it looked cooler. And I was like, all right, well, that looks dope. Gotta get Genesis. Um, Comic Zone. What's that? Comic Zone. Comic Zone. Vector Man. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so it just never occurred to me that like there was a culture about games like that. So like there would be, you know, you'd get to. I'm trying to think of the game that I don't think I ever beat Ninja Gaiden. I don't think I remember. I remember getting specifically, specifically to a point and being like, I don't know how to beat this. Mm-hmm. So I would just I would literally play the game over and over and over again because it was fun up until that point. Stop, reset it, yeah. and go back. That to was like me that. with Ninja Turtles. That was the other game that I could never get past the underwater. That, that fucking actually sounds like some of Itagaki's Ninja Gaiden games too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's very true. That's very true. Or uh, me with Bayonetta on the missile sequence. Where I'm like, uh, yeah, if, like, there cannot be anything that good past this for me to try this one more time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's those were, those were my frustration stories. Uh, but some of my best stories were, I remember the because the, I used to be a big PC gamer, right? I would be that like, you know, I was the only person I knew that had a PC, so I would like, I would literally call tech support to try to figure out how to like. Um, get my BIOS configuration to the point where it would like deliver the most amount of RAM. Sounds like a lot of fun. Like it was, no, it was awesome. And I had this big ass sheet that was like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. So you'd hit the, like the BIOS and it would ask you what systems you wanted to enable. And I would hit, I had that in muscle memory. It was like, yes, 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 no, yes, 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 no. And just go. So I could play games like XCOM. And I remember the first time I played XCOM, my buddy Ryan came over to my house for a spend the night. He was sleeping over. And he was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, that's a cool game I got from my PC. And I played it for 10 minutes, and he played it for eight hours straight. He, My mom woke up the next day and was like, have you gone to bed yet? And he's like, no, but I have to pl- I have to keep playing this game. I had gone to bed like six hours ago. I was like, I guess you got it, bro. Cool. Like, report back. I'm going to go eat because that's what I did. I was chubby. Um, <laughs> shadow box a little bit in the front yard. I was like, you know, throw a couple elbows out. But no, that was – I mean, those are those are the games that like – that's – a lot of my when I decided like PC gaming is when I got into the, that shared culture of gaming like friends like we, we uh, I, t- I always tell the story of my uh, my band director in middle school gave me a uh, I want to say it was Doom but it came on like 20 discs and so you'd have to install them one after the other after the other after the other and it was cool because you would we would he gave and you could share there was you know software piracy whatever but DRM, you would whatever you would you would just give them to other friends and you'd all be playing at the same time They're like oh did you find that hidden level in this I'm like no I don't know the hidden what I don't understand how that works that's a thing like oh yeah you go up to this wall and you hit this panel and it just opens up and you get all this cool stuff so that the, those are some of my good memories I think the last one was just when uh, I think it was the summer Mario Kart came out or Goldeneye. One of my parents went out of town for like a week and a half in New Orleans, and we threw a week-long party where we drank at night wow. and swam in the pool and played Mario Kart all day long for like three or four days straight, and it was awesome. That's awesome. A party. It was so good. Like uh, you, when you were, it, right? when you were actually they did because my yeah. brother was there, so oh, he was and he was five Star years older than I was. Pino. Yeah, so he, he literally would bring all of his high school and college. Like actually, no, I think he was in college at that point. Um, he'd bring all of his college friends over, and so all of my friends would want to party because there would be alcohol so they'd all come over and it was it was just a good time you'd spend like whenever you got hot you'd jump in the house and you'd play a few rounds because we'd just crank you know when your parents left you're like yeah mom no we're not going to turn the air conditioning up and then you're like 
fuck that. Because <laughs> I grew up in Riverside, which is, I don't know if you're familiar oh, with yeah. Riverside. Then it is like 110 the, degrees. Yeah. You need to turn up the air yeah. conditioning. Would, we, would, we would chill the house to about 50 degrees. It probably cost about 500 bucks. We didn't give a shit. And that was, that was, yeah, that was fun. Video game parties were what great. a badass. They were fun. That's what we, we used to do the thing where I was talking about on the N64 was uh, GoldenEye and Smash and then, uh, you know, WrestleMania 2000 or whatever. Where we'd, yeah, Friday night, go to after school, go home to Michael Ryan's house and then just eat pizza all weekend long and go home Sunday. That's hilarious. You had a friend named Michael Ryan? Michael Ryan. Oh, I had a friend named Todd Ryan. Todd who, Ryan. His was the house we went to because his parents built this house. Like, his dad was a carpenter. He built this big-ass house. And the bottom floor of it was this cool basement mm-hmm. that, that was Todd's room. And so we'd go down there, and it was huge. Like, yeah. we had, like, a punching bag and, like, weights that we never used. Um, and, yeah, he had a big TV. And we, just, we would just That's what it was at the O'Brien's constantly. house, too. Yeah, they're downstairs. Mm-hmm. Was, they just finished it. So it had, like, nice couches and this giant TV. And, yeah, just go down there playing 64 and stuff. Also... Well, Todd's stairs went right to the kitchen. <laughs> so that was easy. So that was, we, instead of having to move, we just had to climb a couple stairs. You felt like you burned some calories. And then yeah, of course. Then you drank 14 more cookies. Dr. Peppers. 100%. Yeah. yeah. All right. What about you? I think that I've gone through mine. <laughs> that was it? What? No, I did I that. I in the beginning. Oh, my bad ones? Yeah. Uh, the cat puke. Your cat puke. No, that was that. a good one. That was a good one. I've, I've, I, that's a cherished memory. Greg Miller. <laughs> It's not a bad memory of the cat you guys. We did some saves getting eating, eaten. Okay. Yeah, the, re- the Wolverine pounding on the table. That was a bad All right, one. I'm sorry. You did, you did go through yours. Um, yeah. And a good one in industry, one that always stands out to me is, we. You, I don't know about you. Call and I for sure. Do you review events where you got to go somewhere to play a game? How do you feel about that? Um, you know, I didn't go to that many when I was on X-Play because yeah. I, there were certain days of the week I had to be in Los Angeles to tape the show. Sure, sure, sure. So I'm trying to think if I've even been to... What did you do when, like, GTA came out? With I, I did a couple with Revision 3. <laughs> One definitely was not a fond memory. Um, <laughs> no, it's actually, it's, it's a tip I pass around. This is free advice for all publishers. If people are coming to play your game and only your game for hours on end, there needs to be a constant supply of food, not because you're being generous or trying to win them over. It takes a lot of blood sugar to focus on a game and play it for hours on end. Yeah. And I know for me that when I crash, like... I'll make one mistake, and that mistake will then happen sure. even faster, domino, faster, domino, and faster, domino. and faster. Yeah. It's just it's it's a nightmare. Anyway, review um, events. Yes, I usually hate them. I hate getting sent somewhere, playing something, doing whatever. It's the worst. But Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker on the PSP, the best game of all time, best game of last generation. Uh, they did it here in San Francisco at the Nico Hotel, and so that was actually an awesome experience to go there, sit with these awesome headphones, play it on PSP, and then when you wanted to work, play with somebody to try out the co-op, you could just talk to me next. I'd turn to Sam Bishop, we'd play together. I'd punch your microphone and do that. But it was just two days of playing Peace Walker nonstop, and I loved that game so much, getting to enjoy it that way I loved. The proper way. The proper way uh. on the PSP. Bring it to Vita, put trophies on it. I know it's on Vita, but I want trophies on it. Being clear. In HD. In HD. Just bring over the PS3 version. And a version. pony. You want a pony And a pony. Yeah. And a pony. You want to play want it on a pony on the Vita. Mm-hmm. I want a new Patapon. Worst memory of all time, Superman 64. The one game that made me buy an N64. Turns out to be the worst game of all time. The, the game I've been waiting for. You got for an for. N64 for Superman? I'm a bit of a DC Comics fanboy. Were you Just not watching bed. GameSpot TV? I saw it. I was out there as a professional trying to give word that this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I was seventy dollars that piece of shit was selling for. <laughs> but I saw it in Wizard Magazine, the one screenshot, the first time ever of Superman doing this, and I was like, I gotta get this. And that was it. That was that was the end that of it. See, that shot of Superman it. doing this was one of the key reasons to tip anyone off that that may not be good. Yeah. But I didn't care. It just didn't look right. How bad could it be? Is what I'd say though, and it was very bad. It was inconceivable that. It could have been that bad. Because I remember that was the other thing. That was a game 
where I couldn't capture the footage for it. I didn't do the review. Someone got, I think it was Joe Fielder over at GameSpot did the review where he said, Superman 64 only lets you know how much deeper the barrel goes before you hit the bottom. <laughs> wow. wow. That's awesome. But we could not. I mean, the game was so impossible. Just the stupid Lex Luthor rings at the beginning yeah, yeah, yeah. were so impossible to get through that for some reason we had been supplied with a bunch of footage and it is the only time to my memory where the footage we ran with the review was not actually done by us. Right. Like we just... You're like, we, fuck it, we, we gotta only do something. Ha- all we had were images of him flying through rings for about five minutes. Right. And we needed to fill a hell of a lot more time with more variety. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I would look at the footage that we got. I'm like, how did you do that? How did you get there? This looks like the game is playable. Right. And it is not playable. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend who like, yeah, I, eventually I talked... It, it took a weekend of play. For me to be like, this is awful. And I just gotta stop. I gotta stop. I gotta let it go. I gotta I, let I like, you, you probably had the 48 hours to return to justify it. It's like, oh, oh yeah, no, no, no. no. Oh, that's, that's, fine. that's authorial intent, the fact that it doesn't work. Right? It's challenging to be Superman. It's yeah. really hard yeah, to be yeah, Superman. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's very powerful. powerful. I got it on a Friday and I didn't go to Joe Jackson's barbecue because I was like, well, no, I'm gonna play Superman. The of singer? No, no, it's just the guy who lived down the street from us. And it was like, it was he, like the weirdest man. He, really he threw good barbecues. Yeah, he doesn't gonna hang out with Michael Jackson's dad. Except, like, now I got Superman 64. <laughs> Sorry. And then, yeah, by Sunday, I had to come to terms with how bad it was. And I stopped playing. But then I had a friend who did. And he played all the way through. And he's like, oh, man, what did you think when you fought Darkseid? I'm like, I didn't. What are you fucking talking about? Why did you keep playing that? How did you get to Darkseid? How is that possible? Darkseid was in the game? Oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah, who the hell would know? Did anyone ever tell the story about that game? Like, why it went off? Why? Uh, not that I've heard of. <laughs> or how? Titus was a hard publisher to knock down. That's why it was Titus. Yeah, because, like, Developer. As, a, as, a, as a man who, in, in, when I was still writing a lot, would tell a lot of stories. I like telling a lot of stories to developers and games or whatever. I never even thought to try to go down that road because well, that's that is considered the worst game of all time with the exception of maybe et so yeah well and, and the thing that's more as opposed to et and a handful of other bad games there's so much game there yeah i mean that's the thing is not only is it bad but it's like it, it, it's like a smorga bobs of bad it's like it's just <laughs> an endless shit storm of just bad and horrible mixed uh, it with gives awful. you two seconds like we did a let's play of it like uh, recently for the channel and like when i finally got through the first rings it's like yes and then you immediately fail the next thing because you have to know to fly. A counter starts, you just have to fly to these fucking cars or whatever. Yeah, like, what the shit Lord. is happening? <laughs> is, it, is it considered one of the worst games ever or the worst game ever just because of how high profile it was? Because I surely there's worse games out there that have been made. I'm, I mean, there might be worse, uh, there might be worse like, budget games or whatever, but I mean, that. In terms of AAA games, I mean, I. I, I played some no, licensed I mean, games that suck. Where it's also comparable to E.T. is the speed with which it becomes unplayable. Whereas yeah. other games just start to suck or They're become boring, boring yeah. or they just like lose any sense of energy or ideas. This game becomes unplayable and it doesn't even crash on you. It doesn't have the decency <laughs> yeah. to, to like put you leave out of your misery. the home while you're sleeping because right. you there's no there's there's no return call. Right. It's not gonna happen. Right, right, right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I remember just the, I remember really clearly. My, I mean, my my memory of that game was just the draw distances. Oh, like yeah. the, the kryptonite like, fog. It's really it they, they do talk about it in the game. Yeah, right? oh yeah. Like, like the Lex to, is like I put a kryptonite fog in that's here. That's so awesome. That's so fucking awesome that they did that. Like the game does not. You know, whoever did that was like, now what are you gonna get us for reviewers? <laughs> yeah, we know there's no draw. It's, yeah. it's kryptonite Ooh. fog. Lex no, put it in there. Come on, come on. that's uh, so brilliant. It's such actually, it's actually kind genius. of a stroke of genius. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think they, they like they called up Iguana and they're like, yeah, yeah, Turok too. Oh, our fog is part of narrative. Oh, Am I the only person that loved Turok? Turok is I, 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 I Cerebral bore everyone he did that. Get your expansion pack in there, pop it in, you're set to go. <laughs> it's a good game. 
That was track three, though. That wasn't. Oh, two. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, I don't think you got the expansion pack for the higher res. I just remember again three. Mike O'Brien having it and playing it and using the cerebral bore and boring into people's heads. I don't and think I saw I watching that far into I the expansion the pack, one. man. That was another thing entirely. My, someone took my expansion pack from me in high school at Bard, and I just never saw it again, so I can never play. Uh, well, after Majora's Mask, I was done with it, right? But yeah, I never Wait, got back. Donkey Kong. Kong yeah, the first one was Donkey Kong 64. 64. I think it came with it. Yeah, it mandated the use of it. Yeah, yeah, Majora's Mask needed it too. There was only a, there was a handful of games. Yeah, Perfect Dark. A handful of games that you must have it to play. But there were other games that were just enhanced. I think buy it. Was that the extra RAM that you had to put in it? Was yeah, it, was four it, MB it was of RAM to help extra textures. Right, so that you open the little thing in the back, right? No, it was front, 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 and you're like, that's what that thing's for. Yeah, you pop it in. I remember that. You been keeping peanuts. There were mystery ports oh, on that's it. That's right. It was the rumble that you plugged into. That, that's right. right, right. That's, I was trying to figure out which one was the right. one. Yeah. That was Star Fox sixty four. That came with that one. The rumble pack. Got it. See, I still think it's interesting that. The first DualShock was sold for Ape Escape. Yeah, we talked. It's really weird because I remember I had I got my DualShock only for Metal Gear Solid, which yeah. was after Ape Escape. But I remember my neighbors coming over because they rented Ape Escape, and they were like, "We need the your DualShock controller." I'm like, "Really? I thought this was supposed to be like an optional thing. Like, and you must have it for this." And I'm like, "All yeah, right." You have to row a boat. Yep. Oh yeah. Shuhei Yoshida worked on that game. Was it? Yep. Was the the N64 wasn't the first controller that had the analog stick, right? Or was it? Um. Yeah, it is. It yeah, is. Yeah, it would predate the DualShock. Interesting. Wait, the Sega Saturn didn't. Yeah. No, Saturn didn't have, Saturn a, dual, have, Saturn it, have yeah. a stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it would be. There might be some obscure shit like the Pippin or something that had a stick on it, but. Yeah, that's Mainstream the first one. Wise. Yeah, that's the first one. Nintendo is innovation. Nintendo has revolutionized. Re, did revolutionize controllers many times. The D pad, triggers. The kidney buttons rumble. on the GameCube, which I always really liked. Oh, GameCube X and Y buttons? But the X and Y, whatever the ones around, like, around the big A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are kidney. I like, I like that. that. The uh, GameCube controller is like my favorite Amazing. controller by a mile. Amazing controller, just the most ergonomic controller ever. Er- er- ergonomic, ergonomic. It's a funny word. Thank you, Kenny Char. Good topic. Good topic. My turn. Uh, this comes from uh, being pulled from hanging out with Adam all day long. So we're we're on Colin and Greg Live today. Mm. We talk about this Batgirl business. Uh-huh. You start talking about the Killing Joke. You like comics. Then during it, you reveal you're a DC comic fanboy over yep. Marvel, just like me. So we're kindred spirits on that. I didn't know this. Then we're out at the table and we're talking about comics. And you said, man, it's just, I get excited to talk about comics because no one else talks about comics. And yep. I, I want to talk about Saga. And I'm like, I want to talk about Saga and all these different things. It, so here's my question. This is my topic. Why Why aren't comics more popular? What the hell's going on? Because this is, the, going back to this Batgirl thing, if you didn't catch it, over there was this social media brouhaha on Sunday with the hashtag change the cover. Of this variant Batgirl cover with Joker, and she's got one tear on her face and looks to be blood on her mouth, and he's got a gun, he's leaning over. It's a reference to The Killing Joke. Everybody got mad about it, but way more people, the proportions were all wrong. Mm -hmm. These clearly weren't all comic book fans getting mad about it. These are people who just saw the image and now have an opinion about it. Are they mad about it because it looked like it was violence against women? That that it wouldn't be... Well, it was also infantilizing Batgirl, that's how it was interpreted. Okay. There's a whole bunch, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different things. There's layers to this onion. Okay. But yeah, the one, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm just the, trying to figure out what the main criticism was. Of the, of the main that. criticism is that, yeah, that it's not making her a strong female character. It's alluding to her being weak in the face of the Joker. It isn't in line with what the Batgirl comic is right now, mm-hmm. which is kind of true and what they, what Babs and everybody's been doing. Um, there's all these different things to it. But, cool. but again, so much fervor about it from people I know. Not that I, people I know aren't, but the number of people that aren't really reading comics. They're seeing an right. image and reacting to it. They're right. reacting to a piece of art. So this just got. That's not really what we're talking about. Sure, but it's more about the fact of why aren't comics more popular? I think the easy answer is that comic books are the nerdiest of all the nerd things. You but, know, when people well, think the nerd movies are so popular. 
Yeah, but like though, that's different though. Like that's movies that has you know Scarlett Johansson in it, so like people can latch onto that even if they're they aren't interested in all that. And it's mm-hmm. taken a long time for those movies to be what True. they are. True. And I I think Disney helps a lot and like all you know just the marketing and all that stuff. Um, video games are finally starting to be. The, I'm not even starting as far as I'm concerned. They're a thing now where it's not weird to like video games. No, yeah. Um, it's a little more mainstream, but still, like I've recently been introduced to a whole group of people that think it's crazy that people actually play video games, and I was like, I didn't know those people still exist. Get rid of those people, but they oh, do. You I know. Them in your life. They're really weird people. Were, were, were they from 1987? No, I mean these are people <laughs> that are like my age, and like just like it's just a group of people that just don't understand that like video games are a real thing. People take people part in. People still don't. They still. It's, it is one of those things where it's mainstream, but people just won't. They don't get it. They won't admit it. Because it hasn't not not because it's any sort of like outward protest against it, it just doesn't occur to most people. Mm. Like you look, you don't look at them as an actual pastime and an art form. You just look at them as something people do on a train. Well, it's probably like, I can't you believe know? that there's someone out there that plays lacrosse and enjoys it. <laughs> That's a good it's point. Just, right? I'm like, really? I mean, I can understand you might feel obliged to keep your parents happy. Right? <laughs> you, you are actually driving pleasure. Really? Getting these balls thrown at your face? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Catch them with your little mitt. But I feel like with comic books, you know, like in Simpsons, the comic book nerd, like he's sure. Like that's he's the comic book nerd. People know that, and that's like kind of like the tropiest of right. tropes of that. I think there's a different reason, but I think it goes back to comic book nerd. It's not so much also that it makes me look bad. I I think I found this because yeah, I'm still reading a couple DC. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for them to reboot this nightmare that they created for themselves. New, the new 52. 52, the newer 52. But like, look at all the interesting stuff that's coming out of Image. Like sex. Mm-hmm. Image is totally like, the one. Just, Image is where it's at. There's a very there's no barrier to entry. Other than, like, you know the very fundamentals of how to read a comic. Sure. That, like, comic book nerd points out that there's all that sense of lore and canon and how many references you can make to things. Like, can I get in there and I'm going to feel welcome, right. you know, reading some of these comic books? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's actually one of the reasons I tried to read some Marvel stuff. And I'm just like, oh, you clearly don't want me here because I need, like... A fairly significant amount of knowledge to be yeah. able to, you know, take any pleasure. Mm-hmm. The two Marvel books I'm reading, right? Spider Gwen and Miss Marvel, because those are They're reboots, happy. number ones. Yeah. I can jump in and go. And even Spider Gwen is talking about the Spider Verse and all this stuff. This and I'm like, I, I'm not up on this because I'm not yeah. a Marvel guy. And to to be up on that requires reading like ten different series and yeah. to keep up with all of them, which is also just messed up because it's like. Then, then collect them together in the order you think yeah, I should be reading. Exactly. Why, why is it number them one, two, three, four, five. Don't number them in diff- different series and all right, this right, stuff right. and have A's and B. Uh, it's, yeah. What well, we were we trying to? I was trying to catch up on this, uh, Civil War because because that's oh, the right. next plot of uh, Captain America three. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I asked Kevin because I, th- I think you were around. I would have talked to you, but what up, Kev? I was like, which ones? Because I'm on Comicsology. I'm like, which one of these do I need? Because it yeah. recommends that you read 100 comic books yeah. <laughs> to get all no, the I Civil mean... War storylines. And I'm like, and this is new to me, so I'm like, do I really need to read that one episode of Hulk, like number 117, where he talks about it for like five seconds? Kevin's yeah. like, no, there's a core seven. That's all you have to. I read. mean, that's the like, thing. There is oh. a core, but then the problem is, especially these days, they reference things that happened, and sometimes in Spider Verse, this recently happened, where you can't just read the Spider Verse books. Like, there's big events, like people die in, in the other issues, and it's like they just don't even reference it later until randomly, it's like, oh yeah, where's this guy? Oh, he's dead. And it's like, wait, when the fuck did he die? Yeah. And it's like that's fucked up. You're like, there should be a core story, and all the other stuff should just be. Super, superfluous bullshit, sure. but it's not. How complex everything is is definitely, I think, the main barrier to entry. And I've talked when I when we go to Comic Con and we get to go to these parties and hang out, and I'm lucky enough to know a bunch of creators, and I'll go talk to them. What I'm always pushing, and these are the DC people, I'm always pushing them on. Just don't do the new Fifty Two. Just blow up continuity. 
Just take Jeff Johns and Jim Lee and say, all right, guys, great. You have 12 issues of Superman. Do whatever the fuck you want. Mm -hmm. And when it ends, the next person gets to do whatever the fuck they want. And that's why I love Injustice so much. At least Mm -hmm. the first year, two years of Injustice. Right now, it's so hard to keep up with because it's been going for so long. But Injustice was like, all right, cool. Here's this world with all the characters you love. And Lois is dead. And Jimmy's dead. And Joker. You you just go. This is what the world is. You know what I mean? See, but I think there's there's a certain romantic uh, virtue to having a series start at one and go. And like, and my my uh, sort of point of reference for this is not I don't, I don't read Marvel, I don't read DC comics, I just don't. Uh, I got back into comics when you guys were started talking about Invincible yeah. via The Walking Dead, which I still haven't gone back and read The Walking Dead comics. But I got, I was like, I'll, I'll check out Invincible, and I'm hooked. Yeah. And I love watching that story. And, and maybe it's just Kirkman that can do this, but I love watching that story sort of evolve and like the, the different plot lines start mm-hmm. intertwining, and then one ends while three others start going, sure, sure, and sure. it's. And it's, it gives you that sense that this is a real world that's ever present, and it's going. Even if Invincible were to die one day, that it would continue to go on. He won't die. He's invincible. It's the name yeah, of the, but the thing. The thing about that though is like when you sit here and you ask me, kids ask me all the time. There's a video. Go find it. An old Greg way of what to read. Right. I don't ever recommend. Oh, you need to read Superman 35 to 42 because they aren't. No, I'm like read Last Sun. Which you know happened in action it was a Jeff Johns Richard Donner joint, but they, it wasn't in continuity. It was just whatever. There yeah. is, you know, read the Superboy run. It's this. You know, it's like it gets so hard, well, man. Look, and, and, and some of the most famous ones out there: Dark Knight Returns, right, um, right. You know, yeah, Kingdom Come, Spider Man like Blue, yeah, Killing yeah. Joke. The ones they said really endured are the ones that do take place outside of continuity. Yeah, yeah. Because they tell everyone, hey. Everyone's equally as dumb when they come to this for the first time, and you yeah. have to kind of suss out what the world is all on your own. Yeah, it's you know I, I understand that there's the certain economics of the of the comic book industry where they want to kind of get that big fanboy, mm-hmm. but when you become that reliant upon like your fanboys and like the people you currently have your 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 community, you really do that at the expense of, of broadening things. I think you it's do. A, I think it's a problem that exists in video games. It's every medium. I think I think one other that yeah. really has this problem is is uh, tabletop role playing games. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That and I know that there are efforts like at Wizards of the Coast to try to bring down that you know that barrier to entry for something like right. Dungeons and Dragons. And I just did a, a a game maybe about three months ago. They brought in a guy from Wizards of the Coast to to run it and I was really nervous because it had been so long since I played it I'm like guys I don't really know he goes no no this is going to be cool Yeah. and he was chill he's like no, okay you can do this or this I was getting some guidance and I was like man I love this Yeah. you'd have to worry about Thacko Thacko and all that kind of remember remember playing Dungeon like there were some fucking crazy was like I mean it's the fact that there are video game RPGs that still try to hold on it's like you know what I'm fighting a fucking dragon so don't tell me that I have two herbs too many and suddenly I can't move (laughs) (laughs) no that fallout shit Uh, where you're you're hiding them in little things like I'll remember to come back to this footlocker (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, D&D version 2 was or edition 2 was like really really fucking complicated I remember when I was a kid I liked it but but I think I, I think, you know, because I've always looked at a lot of this stuff, games, comic books, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like language, and we want to make it really oblique and austere because then it's something that we feel we have ownership over, yeah. and we do want to keep other people out, and I think it's on the part of the creators to kind of see that temptation and that desire and not fully indulge it because mm-hmm. in the long run, I don't, you know, they want to have as many people read their stuff and, you know, obviously you, 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 you want to be successful. It's mm-hmm. crazy to me that, like, when you talk about video games in particular versus comics, right? How much longer comics have been around than video games, but how I feel like every day we see the video game industry mature with us. That's what I was talking about, right? And the fact that, like, now there's a game for every experience you want. And, you know what I mean? Like, it is a more of an accepted art form, right? Like, people understand that adults play games and adults do this, whereas I think 
adults reading comics still isn't that thing on that giant I would thing. disagree with that one. Like, really? If you go look at the New York Times, especially in the Sunday Book Review, mm-hmm. there are sections dedicated to graphic novels. Like it's like, See, I think it's, that we have to make... Not, and it's not that kind of sequestered off to the side yeah. where, yeah. like, you know, it's over there. But it's... And it's not just, like, say, Persepolis or stuff that really sure, is sure, sure, sure. high art. Like, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll talk about stuff that's way more pop. It's interesting. Just, it's quite interesting. But I, I think, feel like when if, if I'm on an airplane and I'm reading a comic on my iPad, I'm going to get weirder looks than if I was playing in 3DS or a Vita or whatever. Especially when, like, nudie bits pop up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Boy, yeah. that happens. I'm like, ooh, I didn't, this, I, didn't, I didn't know it was there. This last <laughs> one, I'm reading Saga, and I was like, ooh, ooh damn. Yeah, oh, Saga's <laughs> kind of lover. I was reading Powers, and Powers, there's oh, no yeah. nudity in it until, like, like the 16th uh, book, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, well, that's disgusting. There, there you go. It's like a blown apart oh, body that's, that's, nude, that's nude. But I think, well, first got to make the distinction, right? And this is, unfortunately, the distinction you have to make between a comic book and a graphic novel, which for some reason the graphic novel just seems so much more mature. It does, right? No. Uh, they're telling more mature stories, and it's not about the, you know, it's not about the fantasy of the superhero. It's about telling a story you can't easily tell in other mediums. Um, I also stand by the fact that it's a, it's a price point problem. Why they're not in mainstream? Sure, two ninety nine is still ridiculous. Damn expensive for what you get. Like it wards me off every time I want to go get a comic book. I'm like, I can't, I can't afford, I can't afford to catch up on a comic book run because it's like three hundred dollars. Yeah. Versus you're gonna, you're gonna tell me, I mean, I can go out there uh, and and get a video game for sixty dollars, and that could be potentially twenty hours worth of entertainment. Or hell, I mean, you get a fucking ninety nine or free to play game on your phone, and right? You have and that's seven hours of entertainment. hours of entertainment. Once again, this is one of the things that Image does so well. Is I don't believe I've seen this out of DC. Is they'll sell like the TPB volumes, mm-hmm. so like one through fourteen. You know, so you're coming in at like fifteen dollars. I can get like seven, eight of them in yeah. continuity, sure. and I can m- now make an informed decision. The other thing they're doing is they're taking a better cue from television, where things are being started with the intention of them ending. Right, that's a hundred percent true. And it's like you know, you can start to see it kind of going out like a season of Breaking Bad, yeah, where yeah, like yeah. you're going to get a run of stuff, mm-hmm. and, but you know that there's going to be an ending. And it's there's something a lot more gripping and satisfying. Definitely, than, Marvel. I mean, Marvel yeah. does not do that at all. Or, or they do or trade paperbacks, but they don't. No, they do, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. No, there's no end sure, in sight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like. Well, it's, sorry, go ahead. I meant the trade paper, paperbacks being sold digitally. Yeah, no, those like, okay, yeah. no, they do I, that. I, wanna, I, I think weird. everyone does okay. that. Yeah, yeah. They all do that. yeah but, but I mean, there's a difference, right? Like again, going back to powers, not not my favorite of the of all the books, but I started reading it because that new series is coming, and I want to see how that that helps. It is here, actually. That's true. Here. That that will help it eventually. Is that every damn good show or movie that's being made is actually now based sure. on a comic book? But, which he, is great. but that's the weird thing um, that we're jumping around here. But this is one of my weird points about this is like now comparing. Uh, in, I was talking about video games and comics, but now the fact that like when comic book movies did start hitting, I think everybody thought comic books will hit too, mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons DC went back and reset everything to try to get you in. But it didn't work to I'm sure the level they want. But see, I definitely, back to, like, I know, definitely think that it it did. Maybe not the level, but like it definitely helped. I mean, I didn't read comics until the movies started yeah. happening. I mean, I read Transformers and Ninja Turtles because I really like those franchises. That's it. But when all these superhero things started, I was like, I've heard about Civil War forever. I want to actually read this stuff. I want to actually know. And I remember I started with the Ultimate line. And yeah. so the Ultimate line, for the people that don't know in Marvel, is just... There, it was a complete reboot, another um, continuity. That was Marvel's way of getting in new readers. That was yeah. Marvel's way of yeah. just doing something new. It was... Not part of the actual continuity because it's a new jumping off point, and they started with Spider Man back in 2001 because of the Spider Man movies coming out then. Yeah, it was like, all right, we're gonna get this new group of people in, and it's supposed to be able to just get in there. And now, 15 years later, it's 
Exactly. Just as, if not even more so, jumbled than the main Marvel. But they try continuity. to do it, right? They, spoilers, they kill Peter Parker and give you Miles, right? Yeah. And they give they try to give you these things that get the USA Today headline. Yep. of like, well, there's a new Spider-Man. Oh, and oh, I've oh, read every Superman. single Ultimate comic from every single series. Every single series. Mm-hmm. I've read every issue. And all of it is in one big, long story. It's all in one continuity, and it's awesome. But then when you go through 15 years, there's ups and downs. There's different yeah. writers, and all of a yeah, sudden, yeah. it's like, when you look at it, the characters that you're dealing with now... Like, Jean Grey is so drastically different than what Jean Grey was yeah. that it's like, why is this even... The continuity is dumb. Like, yeah. this doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, you were talking about the different creators. That's why you got to respect people like Saga and Brian K. Vaughn, and you have to respect Robert Kirkman and yeah. stuff. These Saga people who make so these bad. books and stay on these books, and these are my characters, and this is the yeah. story I'm telling. Mm-hmm. And the well, because they own them. Right, exactly. And that's the other thing. That's they the, isn't they that have images... a hell of a lot more responsibility, yeah. not to the reader, but to the character. Mm-hmm. Isn't, yeah, that, isn't that images... Uh, that's images sort of... Uh, yeah, creator-owned. Business model, yeah, right? When yeah. McFarlane started it back in the 90s, it was creator-owned. Yeah. That's awesome. They just didn't. I don't think they knew there were enough creators that you know saw the opportunity. Sure. It's interesting because back in the nineties, I mean, yeah, I read Spawn a little bit. I'm like, oh, this is pretty, but man, the writing sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and then I found a lot of comic books again that came back, and I was like, oh god, Image is still around. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, hold on, all the good stuff is coming out yeah. of mm-hmm. Image, yeah, yeah. and it's just interesting that it took such a long time for you know that ostensibly really high-minded principle to really show some results well and they're also i feel like those are the guys that got it they were telling the more adult stories right they were telling the sure. stories that like yeah. really resonated with people that had life experience where you're like oh this is about sex and violence and, and death and like everyone's flawed in a fucked up way and i identify with that because i am flawed in a fucked up way and that's what's going to be interesting comparing comics to video games is that it's so hard for triple a developers and video games to keep going mm-hmm. keep doing what they want you know marvel and dc are those and I, i'm sure we all remember there's a lot of news stories about it now and what it meant to movies when marvel went bankrupt Corrupt, right mm-hmm. and like they just couldn't do it anymore the way they were doing it and they had to sell off their movie rights and do all these fucked That's up things right. and it's one of those things where the the stuff that dc and marvel are doing on mo i mean the majority of it is boring it is boring stuff continuity sucks you know what mm-hmm. i mean a lot of books suck batman is like the one dc comics that's amazing they just read it batgirl i'm enjoying it but it's totally polarizing and people don't like it but image is the one that is telling you stories like outcast right or it's mm-hmm. just like all right this guy's like he can talk to demons and like he's not like a superhero he's just doing that and then there's nail biter this town has the highest per capita ratio of serial killers why Let's go in and investigate. Ooh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds awesome. Oh, I want to read that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I hate to say it, and I think the only way you're going to get mass audiences in is to make them free. You got to make them free to read. Mm-hmm. You have to have a model. It's all digital. I don't understand it. I'm sure they thought well, about it. I mean, but once again, the numbers on sex criminals is astonishing. Yeah, sex like you know, good. suddenly you just had this idea that was so far removed from anything super superheroish. Mm-hmm. And what is sex criminals? Okay, here's the greatest elevator pitch in the history of things. You're going to love it. I didn't know you'd know about this book. A young man and a young woman, independent of one another, discover that when they orgasm, time stops. They meet each other. They have sex. They stop time. They rob banks. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do they have sex in the bank? Or do they have the sex and then go to the bank? You just I'll have read to it. read it. It's actually a far it. sweeter and more thoughtful. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? It sounds really gross. I like well, that. I just well, want, like, the, the term sex crimes denotes some pretty serious shit. But, but if shit. you go in, I mean, I just was like, I, I wish I could have seen Matt Fraction just sit down Pitch and that. someone say, this is what I want to do. Because how you're not going to be like, yes. I love that. <laughs> Could you I love do that, that yesterday? Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but I mean, have they ever screwed Have they ever messed around with digi- a digital model where you flip the page and you get an ad? Like... Oh, you still get ads in your in your digital stuff, don't you? Do you? No, no, no? I apologize. No. So my apologies. Maybe at the back of the book, but it's mainly an ad for the for the best over the rest of the books. Yeah, so I mean, well, I mean, what they've got to do is they got to make it like YouTube. What's going to happen? You imagine is that 
like again, it'll come from other people like Image or someone else who will finally say, "Fuck it." It's ninety nine cents to get the comic digitally, two ninety nine to get it. This yeah, time. please but do that. But it's the same thing that we run into with games, where yeah. it's like I can't fuck over GameStop because they're putting me in front of people. You know what I mean? Like there's this eyeball thing in this conversation, and the comics industry will get pissed off. Well, when what that if happens. you get your first three of a series free? So you have to try it out. Well, Marvel but does see, that I all st- the time. Yeah, but I still want to. I still. I mean, I don't want to pay ninety nine cents. I mean, to me, it's still like fifty cents. Support a fucking what... artist. No, I do, I want to support it, but it's not. It's a it's a cost benefit ratio, like. I read a comic book in like five minutes. I agree. That's three dollars yeah, so for some of five the minutes. Are so complex and complicated that when the new issue comes out, I have oh, to yeah. go three issues back to figure out. My God, <laughs> yeah. read East of West. <laughs> I'm like, well, who are you? What? Why? Oh, well, God. that was my that was my thing with or make the books long. Walking Dead is that I got turned on to Walking Dead as a comic at Trade Paperback Two. And so then when I start buying new, I would wait for the trades. I didn't want the clutter of single issues. Mm-hmm. And so I'd go, whenever a new one came out, I would go back and read from trade paperback yeah. one to catch up. And then it got ridiculous, and then I started buying them singles. And now I get single issues, and I don't know who people are, because I can't remember what happened to them. But things. Nick, I think this, I was actually chatting about this with someone else. Mm-hmm. Why can't they go the Netflix model? Don't do it monthly. That's the other, that's do the other model. Do a run, like a proper story arc, and put the whole thing out. And now if you put the price on it, that starts to that, feel like I'm getting something. I, I get a beginning, that. and I get an ending, and I get the full experience. That's a really good point. Or go the full Netflix model, and let me pay $10 a month and read every single book that you put out. And what's Marvel's model? Right when it I comes always, out. I always forget Marvel's model because I don't use it. They don't, like, they it's called Marvel you, Unlimited. But you can do it, but it's not it's, the new it's Yeah, not exactly. It's, it's a year old. It's like a year old stuff. But it's $9.99 a month for everything? I don't. I don't know the exact pricing, but that's. I want. Right. Oh, I, but see, I don't I'm want Marvel. Out. I don't want DC. I want Comicsology. I want to pay them fifteen dollars, and that's I want to impossible. read every single comic that's until that's the, until the bottom falls out. You can't do that. It's coming close. I want it to be like the People, Spotify of comics. This right? is much like, like yes. Yeah, sometimes you can't get some of the stuff, mm-hmm. but for the most part, when I want T Swift, well, huh, that's a bad example. But uh, for the most part, what I want. <laughs> You know, when I want to listen to fucking uh, Bon Jovi or Led Zeppelin, it's there, right? Like, well, I don't, no, I don't want I to go see, buy it. I can see that working with Image and some of the other labels where they are creator-owned because mm-hmm. it's really just the creator gets to sign off on that. Right, yeah. And if enough creators are signing off on that, you're going to create pressure for the other ones to also want to get on board. Mm-hmm, right. Unless it's like Kirkman or someone who's just sure. so up at the top of their game that they feel that they can kind of do whatever make their own. Well, so yeah, you need like an Apple. Ten bucks a month. That's what Apple yeah. did for, uh, for iTunes, right? Where they came in, they were like, everyone's like, there's no way you're going to make this work there's no way an online distri- uh, digital distributor can can get all these licenses for all these uh, yeah. music and Jobs was like okay challenge accepted yeah. and we got work this and revolutionized the way we, mm-hmm. we distribute content now because that was one of the first things that was like oh digital distribution can be a valid platform and uh oh it's going to be the platform going forward it's crazy for a hundred bucks a year you can do Marvel Unlimited plus, or plus yeah plus you get a Rocket Raccoon but figure. it's already unlimited. Let's talk about the English language for a second. It's unlimited. You don't get the plus unlimited. There are no limits. Well, the plus it's is the Rocket Raccoon plus one. thing. Discounts and whatnot. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think we've raised a lot of good reasons on why comics aren't more popular. Colin, you've been quiet. You don't like comics. Yeah, I don't talk about things I don't know about. I know. Uh, but do you ever find... I mean, we talk about certain things, and you're always like, that's an interesting story. I'd like to read it as a book. Yeah, I mean, I love... I love Batman specifically, and I will, I've always loved Batman since I was a kid. But yeah, I think comics are like for me kind of just weak. Like I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that particular, like that particular mode of storytelling. Yeah. If Batman was a book that was released like once every, but like like was, my favorite book of all time, yeah, yeah. the one where he went after child molesters. Yeah, exactly. But like if they just produced it as a book, like every six months, like a really well fleshed out meaty book, that would be really interesting to me, and I would read that because I think Batman's a great character. See, I think that's why you would like Saga because there's 26 volumes out now, or 26 books out now. That you could, you can probably get for all told, maybe like if you get the good deals bucks. on thirty bucks, maybe, 
And it's probably a good half day of reading for him. I mean, you read fast, depending on if you actually want to soak in the pictures or not. But it's a really cool adult story that I think you'd like. Yeah, it's not so much. I, 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 don't, Juliet. I don't want to make it seem like I, I don't I don't like comics because they're juvenile. Because mm-hmm. that's not true. I play games that are juvenile. It's just like there's something obnoxious about comic books to me in the sense that in the sense that like they just rewrite their own stories and reuse the same. It's like, why? Why? And we've talked about this. I've talked about this with Greg. I'm like, wouldn't Batman kind of be more interesting if like his run with Joker was like five years and that's it? And then Joker's just gone? And then they have another villain, you know, and then that villain's gone? And, this is and a- then Batman dies and that's it? You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't that be more interesting than like rehashing 100%. and be like, oh, let's just reset Batman and reset See, Batman and reset Batman. Been, it's like, why? Like, why? That's why you like Invincible, right? <laughs> It's, it's just they, that shit's they, so wacky. But they do that, right? Where they have these amazing characters, and he manages to like. You'll start off hating a character, like hating a character, and Rex. Then, and then twenty issues later, you're like, "That is wow! That char- I love this character now. I don't. I, I didn't dead. see it from their perspective. And, and then dead. they die, and you're like, "Shit!" <laughs> like you know, it's very, very Game of Thrones. Batman: um, The Ultimate Evil is the book I'm recommending to you, written by Andrew Vosh, 1995. It's, that's the one. I mean, it, it's just there's just I just have systemic problems with with comic books, and I always have, and that's why I don't. You know, I, I more power to people that liked it. My that liked three comics. My brother was a big comic fan when I was a kid. Obviously, he's an animator. Well, yeah, he um, turned that into a career. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he's he's you know he's a pretty uh, big animator now. But the the um you know so I was exposed to them, and I would buy my own comic books when we go to conventions and stuff with him. I buy like GI Joe comics and stuff, but. You know, at the '80s, GI Joe comics were awesome. But uh, yes, and actually really actually really well drawn. Uh, but to me, it's just annoying and shows a vacancy and kind of a void of ideas. It's like, so you're so obsessed with Batman as a character that you will just... Batman will always exist. That's like saying, like, Nathan Drake is going to be a character for 80 years. Mm-hmm. We are going to reboot Uncharted over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, it's hard. Though. Instead of just making another IP that, like, is interesting to someone. You know what I mean? And that, to me, is, like, that is a that is a uniquely comic book thing. No, you know, they like, do that in video games all the time. I mean, how they, long they, has Snake been around? The, Snake, the, the, the story of Snake is a timeline. Like, the, like Metal Gear makes sense, even mm-hmm. from the original MSX Metal Gear up to Metal Gear Solid 4. Well, I wanna, let's not go ahead of it saying making sense. But, yeah, there's a story. But there's, okay. a, there's that makes sense. <laughs> but there's an arc. No one, no one like, like... Sure, sure, sure. Well, I was making fun of Metal Gear, and to be fair, <laughs> I was making fun of Metal Gear a few weeks ago on the Gamescast when they were like, Kojima wants to remake Metal Gear again. Metal Gear Solid again. I'm like, you fucking already remade Metal Gear Solid. You know what I mean? Maybe it's time for a new idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, well, and the that's is and you get into what fans want. You know what I mean? Fans want the Joker, and when they don't get the Joker, they get pissed off. And when they redesign Batman's costume, and he looks like a mech. Everybody's like, "That sucks. That's stupid." And I'm is not he, don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah. defending it. I'm just saying it's like when you run a popular YouTube channel and you say, "All right, we're gonna stop doing this show," and the fans get all mad that you keep doing. You're not gonna stop. So you, you keep doing the show. Then the numbers go down, and you're like, "What the fuck's going on?" All right. At that some was point, I want to see someone actually hold the line on something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's probably some instances because. People will come around. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know. I agree. We're not that different yeah. than octogenarians who are looking to changes in their Medicaid plan. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. change is scary to all of us. It's very true. It's very true. <laughs> and I would I would argue, and I'd posit that, like, someone like Kirk, Kirkman, who's, like, seems to be doing it right, is not going to reboot The Walking Dead. No. And the, and the Walking Dead will end. Yeah. And when those characters are dead, they're fucking dead. And that's the end of it. And that's why, like, I think people respect that, and that's why it transcends. Because we're talking about Arrow and Flash point, and all these things, point. you know? That's a really good Arrow point. and Flash have, like, really bad ratings, actually, considering the fact that, you know, they, their they ratings are... CW ratings. Yeah, for CW, but, like, Walking Dead's ratings are in astronomical. Yeah, yeah, It's, yeah, like, yeah. the you know? and like show and, on television, right? Yeah, exactly. And, like, so, like, that's... that's There's a difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. Agreed. 
Because he takes his subject matter seriously, and so people take the show seriously. Like my, my dad, who wouldn't be caught dead reading a comic book, fucking loves The Walking Dead. I feel no, like my, wife, it, my wife loves The Walking Dead. So there's a dip, but my dad would never watch The Flash. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, so it's, 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 there's a major difference between the way comic books are handled. They're not handled as high art, because if they were, um, I'm not saying video games necessarily are either, but if they were handled like high art, then someone would say, like, listen, Batman's over now. Yeah. And we're going to make... But the world can live on. Exactly. The world there of Gotham different can live Gotham, on. It can be another Batman. Or and, or yeah, Gotham's the city and it exists. You well, know? See, that's what Kirkman's so good at, right? And so if you look at what they're doing, and I don't know if it's his doing or not, but they're doing another spinoff of Walking Dead. Same world, different characters. And I'm in. The LA show, yeah. I'm yeah. totally in. Like, it may, may or may not be good. It's, it's basically the Breaking Bad uh, uh, methodology. It's like, we've got this great world. We have all these other great characters and all these other great circumstances. Let's just plug them in. We don't need Walter White. Right, eventually, right. you know, he's dead. It's fine. Sorry, spoilers, but that's we the don't big thing it. is that I think DC and Marvel being the biggest and having their continuities are what's holding comics back from being taken seriously. Well, but, and no, I, I think your point is like based on the cult of personality. Mm-hmm. To that extent, I think uh, there, there, there there may be a point here with Nick that some of the stuff that Image is doing, I think, fits those needs where it's like. I have a story to tell, and I think this is the best right. you know, medium under which to tell it. But it has a beginning, and it will have an end. Mm-hmm. You know, here you go. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not saying I, I don't mean the pot. I don't. Uh, that's why I wasn't no, saying anything. I, I don't know enough about comics to really take yeah. part in a substantive conversation about them. Sure, I know DC and Marvel well enough to know that they are rehashing the same shit over and over again, and they are just fighting with each other over fucking shit that just like someone should just come up with a new idea. You know, like just mm-hmm. maybe come up with a new character, and because like really, it's. When I think about it, and I don't know the specific timeline in my head, but it's like Batman and Superman and the X-Men and the Avengers and Wonder Woman. All They are all ancient. 75 years old. You know, old. like, yeah, like they're all point. ancient. Like, where is, like, why not just be like, we're blowing this shit up and, like, we're Marvel and you're going to like it because you like Marvel. So if you want to read your Spider-Man story, then go read the Spider-Man story we just wrote. And now we're going to write something new about a new character that maybe you'll fall in love with. It's not, It's almost like they don't give anyone a chance yeah. to get involved in something and invest in something new. Because they've set this whole rigor of being like, well, Batman's going to reboot, reboot it over and over again. It's like what I was saying with the Expanded Universe with Star Wars. I felt so betrayed when they took that off of canon because I, took, I spent so much time learning about Star Wars. And then they're like, no, we're doing it again. And basically, they do that to comic fans every five years. They're just yeah. like, oh, no, no. Everything you, in that continuity is... It's gone. It's gone yeah, now. We're going to do it again. It's like, what's the point? What was the DC oh, thing? Many, many years back. Um, Prices on Infinite Earths. This is appalling. I was in my 30s, and somehow I managed to get shingles. Um, it probably was because I had, to do, never been- <laughs> I had to do E3, and then I had to get approval from my future mother-in-law within about a two-week period, mm-hmm. and like the level of stress. Because that was oh, the first sure. thing the doctor mm-hmm. said. like, have you been under stress? Well, yeah. <laughs> like, well, you got shingles. So... I was stuck at home, like, in horrible pain on painkillers. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Blair Butler and other nice people gave me a stack of comic books. And I think I tried to read Infinite Crisis, issue one, ah. 12 times. And I thought it was the drugs and the pain. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I was like, this can't be right. And I'm like, okay, let me try this one more time. Let me try this one more time. And I, I think it turned me off of ever going back to, like, a DC yep. mm-hmm. for so many years. Because it would just say, like... What you don't understand? Where the Teen Titans fall into the apocalypse? Yeah, here come the Legion. Here's like, Superman. Okay, that from is Earth just two. juvenile. That's asinine. And you know, I'm just gonna go get some. Kind and that's what was exciting comic. about New Fifty Two when they're like, "All right, cool, we're gonna simplify. We're gonna be easy, and this is what we're gonna do. We're not gonna have crossover events." And then they started doing fucking giant crossover events where you're yeah, trying to less read. Less than a year. You're trying to read Batman: A Death of the Family, and if you oh, this happened in Batman, I was like, "Oh my god!" The ultimate crossover. How's Joker in every one of these goddamn issues. <laughs> <laughs> and how is Joker still alive? I mean, that's the bigger question. That was on the original conversation with Colin, obviously, but I guess the second one. Well, well, but, that's kind of relevant now. But, yeah. but exactly. <laughs> there's, there's a major yeah. issue with like what the ultimate crossover is going to happen with DC with Batman versus Superman, which makes no sense. 
So like like it like I don't care how they're going to explain. I can't wait to see this movie to see how they're going to explain that a man from another planet with superpowers beyond which anyone can understand is going to f- somehow have this quarrel or com- or combine powers with a normal person who's rich. And they're going to tell this story. This is why you don't make superheroes like that, and this is why you don't have crossovers like that. Because Batman vs. Superman, I don't care how they tell it, is going to make no sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I guarantee it. It'll still make money. It, that's make that's the problem. Money. That's why be... Batman can never go away, right? Because Batman is is the it's he's the most popular comic book character ever created. Second, probably only to Superman, depending on who you're asking. Um, the other issue that you that we, we just named uh, inadvertently is another reason why there's a huge barrier to entry. There's too many goddamn characters. Exactly. How many characters How are many there? How many books are running? <laughs> like. That's the other problem is when you look at getting into a comic book series, it's like, I don't want to touch Marvel because Marvel's so many characters, so many side characters. I can name 10 characters right now that like they have ongoing series. And that's why it's so much easier to get into what would be more con- uh, traditionally considered the graphic novels because like with Invincible, you only really have to care about, what, four Characters, real main There's characters. A lot of characters. There's a lot of side characters, yeah. and he does those stupid, like not stupid, but the the, but are they the all other ones. Are, are they all in the same book? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thing, yeah well, even even in universe for yeah. a little bit, like, they like, did slip. I read Tolstoy or Dostoevsky. I'm like, oh god, it's another Russian person. No, it's all in the same book. I can kind of trace. Yeah, you can figure through. it out. Yeah, you can, you can make some clip if, notes. If, if like if there was like the universe of Dostoevsky, oh god, that'd be yeah, horrible. Like, uh, Cinematic universe. That would be terrible. over here, and then I got Raskolnikov over here, and I got a like flow chart all of them. No, I would have gone absolutely. Stark raving man. <laughs> kind of is an awesome idea. The more I can talk, that's, yeah, no, it's not, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ward you off from this idea. This is not marketable. But in saying that and kind of going down that road, it explains why some people are definitely in the comic books, and I understand that because it is like one of those things, like with yarn on a wall, where you're like trying to connect all the dots. And, yeah, I, yeah. and I get why people are into that, but to me, it's like you know, with Batman, for instance, mm-hmm. I'm a, I am a big Batman fan. I like I like Batman, and I think he's a really fascinating character and a really fascinating group of villains. And Gotham's a fascinating city, like. What I'd love for them to do is, is for DC to be is like, who can we identify as the best writer and artists or whatever for this story? Just Let's do true. Batman one more time. You know, this is the Batman definitive. This is going to be the definitive run of Batman. And when it is over, it's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is like, yeah, all right, nothing else happened. This is Batman. For the next 10 years, we're going to make a Batman, one continuity, like one Batman continuity about him from beginning to end. And that's it. You know? Yeah. And that will be Batman. And then we will go to the next man, and then and the next person, and this, and this man. every single and, animal. You know, like until like Fire's man, man. That's gonna be so fascinating <laughs> because if someone was gonna say to me like, "Colin, why are you in the comics?" and we've already explained why, but if someone was like, "We're gonna do this now," you know, you with Batman, I'd be like, "I'm totally down with that because now I know I'm gonna read it, and I'm gonna get it, and then there's not gonna be all this friggin' ridiculous seventy years of knowledge you have to like. Who cares? Like at, at this point, it's like who cares? Yeah. You know, like I, I I believe that even for someone like Greg who knows Superman in and out. That there are holes in Greg's Superman knowledge because that oh, kind of book is so old. So imagine, and Greg's really into Superman. You know, mm-hmm. like re- I've never met anyone who loves the superhero as much as Greg loves Superman, and he doesn't even know everything about him. Super so can you imagine, Connell? Can you imagine the holes in normal people's lo- knowledge about some of these comic books? They should just treat it a- with a little more care and respect, yeah. I think. And that's why I still think that, like with the comic movie craze, is indicative that the comic, the, the whole thing's gonna crash. Like, it might not happen in a year or two, but it's going to happen. And I and, think it's going to happen. And I don't mean the movie thing. I think movies are going to go on for a long, long time. It'll be fine. Comics are going to crash the big two. And I think that's when you'll see image rise and then indie creators rise and be able to make the rise. rise uh, do all that. And then Patreon and everything else, too. You know what I mean? I yeah. sent it to you today. We didn't. It didn't make the show. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. No big deal. I thought this was fascinating and we'll end here. This has nothing to do with comics, but it's a similar thing of what's happening. Maxis just closed down, right? Emery, Emery, yep. all, all the SimCity guys. One of their artists just launched a Patreon 
where he is making buildings for the content creator for uh, City Skylines. Just he's oh, ma- wow. he's like, if you support me here, you'll get my D- the DLC I'm building for somebody else's game. That's through the fan. Cre- you know what I mean? It's like that's fucking fascinating. And if, when DC and Marvel do inevitably have trouble and have to hemorrhage out big artists that can't get paid, when this isn't gonna happen, but let's say Jeff Johns left, he's like COO now or whatever. When he leaves DLC or DC, he'd be able to do something like that and be, get the books and do different things and have it however he wants it, mm-hmm. or just go to Image. I would love. I hope that the bottom does fall out in the sense that hopefully we'll get a little more structure and and and, and a kind of a more rigorous approach because I think these guys think that they can just make mistakes like they're doing with this one new Fifty Two thing or whatever, where no one seems to really like this and like and like and they know like well we'll just reboot it again at some point commit. Yeah. and make it right well yeah. that, with Convergence or whatever we, I'm getting to finally look back at the universe I used to like and see what happened what is going on with Superman in this this is gonna suck man and you're Marvel's explaining why comics thing. don't do well no I know I, yeah. trust me I know the, yeah. the answer it's just it's, something I, I thought was a good topic but it is so topic. ironic with the rise of Comic Con yes. and and the, and the movies and stuff like that like it's incredible The they are not congruent with each other at well, all. Well, you go to Comic-Con make... and everyone's over on the entertainment side to get their poster signed by Jason Teague or whatever from Supernatural. And then on the other side where they're selling comics, it's a fucking ghost town. Except and you I like it over there. I do. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I, I go, go by there. original art. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you. <laughs> and, and, and I just want to say real quick, like, I, I, I've always looked for reasons to get into comics. And it's one of those things that I just, it's just never happened for me. Dude, they're in you 30 should, years. You should really try the latest Batman run. Because I think, from, yeah, from start really to... Good finish where it's at it's not done yet but like yeah, yeah. from start to where it's at now it's excellent and it's awesome court of vowels it's and everything else good. yeah and like the, you don't need to read any of the other bullshit ones like yeah until death the in the family do you ever have to read any nope, others you don't like i feel like because i have not been part of batman continuity for over a decade and i started there and i was like oh this is actually really cool yeah so i think it's good because i didn't read any of the spinoff ones. it'll be it'll i i agree and i think but there will be times when they introduce Dick and oh, Tim and right, Damien right, no. and Red Hood. There was but I, but I mean, for, as somebody who doesn't know any of the backstory, too. No, and I didn't know it either. And oh, I was okay, like really okay. confused. I had to call yeah. a friend. I'm like, can you explain this? Yeah, no, I guess just. But like, true. Court of the Owls would be a great one for him. Give yeah. him Court of the Owls and just done because that's just him. That's fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, and, and, I, I don't know. And, and just as an aside, like I cannot wait for Batman versus Superman. Whatever, like when we go, I can't. Oh, we're I, gonna see it. Open I night. can't wait to see how nonsensical they are gonna have to spin that story to make those two characters interact with each other in a way that is believable. Uh, they'll change the atmosphere around his head. No big deal. It's gonna be. We you know, you know it's gonna be awesome, Greg. You know it's gonna be like some. Like, no, I've seen Batman fight Superman for like. 32 years. Has it ever made sense? Yeah. Animated series out there. I'll go show it to you right now. Yeah, but what is... Well, how do they explain how right. a normal human can fight against Superman and have any chance? He's really Kryptonite. Rich. If he doesn't He's have kryptonite, really you can rich. say that he put a bomb on an innocent person and that if you, if you break Christ. through this thing, you'll die. You know what? Actually, but to your point, Red the Sun. bigger issue is Green Lantern. That, I think, does not fit comfortably. It's There's like, multiple ones, right? Or is that the one? Yeah. yeah. yeah well, well, I'm just saying, what, what that power is supposed to be. Because I remember when I was interviewing Jeff Johns about the fairly... Modest game that they put out on Rise of the Manhunters. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I was. platinum that game. Yeah, me too. And I was like, <laughs> so exactly how does it work? Since he can like conjure anything he wants, and well, you have thirty-two constructs. <laughs> it's like you know, he really it's like does not work not only in the comics. It's like well, he if he's that powerful, why do we have problems? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the way I feel. Yeah, like then within a video game, it's like this man is supposed to be like a raw id, unfettered, and you fettered me fairly significantly <laughs> yeah, with thirty-two yeah. constructs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Colin. Yes. What's your topic? Um, this one's a little more in my wheelhouse, I think. Okay, good. Uh, I'm glad you're not picking something that isn't. <laughs> yeah, that'll be weird, right? Um, Star Wars. 
Okay. Uh, a lot of a lot of talk today. Today they talked about. Uh, we'll, we'll give away when we're filming it, but that they are releasing a canon book after. So expanded universe is no longer canon, right? Um, but they're going to release a book that is canon that will explain what happened between the end of Jedi when the second Death Star was destroyed and the beginning of Force Awakens episode seven. Which I'm very excited about. I will read that immediately. Um, and I'm because I'm super because there are already a billion books about what happened after Jedi with Grand Animal Thrawn and stuff. So I'm interested to see like what ideas whatever are in there. Gotcha. But anyway, this brought me to. A different idea, which was, and it's a more simple idea, and it can be for all six movies. We won't limit it only to the you know the good movies, the um, the protagonists, right? So you have Han, Luke, Leia, Obi Wan, Chewie, Yoda, Lando, three PO, R two, Anakin. That's probably all of them, right? No, does Watto not make the? Watto. No, Watto definitely. Did you say Darth Vader? Yeah, well, Anakin. Okay, yeah. okay, Anakin. Um, so that would be, I think, pretty much everyone you would consider like maybe a protagonist at some point in the, in 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 the and some of them turn into antagonists. Queen Amidala. Uh, yeah, Amidala would be one. Yeah. Qui Gon Jinn. And Qui Gon would be another one. That's true. And, and did you say Quato? Watto. Watto. Yeah, that's that's the horrible anti-Semitic like. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're not thinking of Shylock or Fagin when we made this character. <laughs> no, <laughs> please don't look I'm over the, here. I'm the, I was good to your mother, wasn't they? Um, but uh, so I was just basically curious. Out of all the protagonists in the in the trilogy and in the, in the, in the shitty Star Wars movies, what? Which one would you want to be, and why would you want to be that? Um, now we were talking beforehand about this, uh, and, and uh, Adam brought up a, g- a good point that it would be everyone would probably say Han. And Except I think I just changed my I changed my mind after I said that. I was like, no, there's someone I would rather be. But mm. but I don't I don't really I don't actually really even know the answer. So I'm just curious, like what you guys think, like what comes to mind first out of these particular characters, who you'd want to be, and why would you want to be that character? Podcaster announcer, pod racer announcer, whatever. Not the podcaster. You are a podcaster announcer. Are. Okay, that's good. Well, that's He's why not he, a protagonist. You know, some of the guy oh, okay. with the two heads. Yeah, uh, he looks like a mutated earthworm Jim. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. wide, wild, wild, wide, wide sports guy. Hey, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Nailed it. You're yeah. you're already there. Thanks. You've surpassed yourself. Okay. I don't know. My gut instinct says Han, but Han. When you start unpacking Han, his life kind of sucked. Like he's kind of living with his pet. He's got a ship. They have a life debt. Smuggle stuff. I call him a pet. Well, you know what I mean. Like you look at you look at other lives, and you know Han is kind of self destructive in a little ways. Like I'm, you know, if, I guess I, I never read he's any a Humphrey of the ex- Bogart character. I mean, it's like, it's the kind of torment of Casablanca. He is very tormented. He's yeah. the, he he is the he's the sort of uh, I guess not antihero, but he's the dark horse. He's cool. He got Leia. But he's at the cool. same time, like Banging Princess Leia, How's yeah, the cool ship? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't friend. know where his life. If it weren't for the books and the expanded universe, I would have been like, that relationship's not going to last because he's kind of he's the kind of guy that self destructs. He takes everything that he had and just destroys it so no, he can move on and do he, other stuff. That's what his earlier years were for. Leia set him straight. Did Leia, set Leia, him straight? Leia was a strong character. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I relate to Leia. I'd be Leia. Now, are we talking, Colin? You just look in the mirror all the time. Before huh? I give you my next answer, I need. Yeah, I would. I need some guidance from you. Yes. Now, in the old, I always wanted a lightsaber, which meant I had to be a Jedi. Right. Which you have to back into this, right? You start with a lightsaber. You're like, I want to be able to use the Force and have a lightsaber. Mostly oh, what's just your lightsaber. count? Over 50. Okay. Um, Wait, is it like ACT or SATs? I think it's... <laughs> really <laughs> the other one's really good. <laughs> but the part, the part of the Jedi lore that I could never get behind pun intended, was the fact that they weren't supposed to have relationships, which basically meant that they were priests. They mm-hmm. weren't really supposed to have sexual relations, right? Which is why everyone thought it was a religious order until they ruined that. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Um, so my, I was always conflicted because I was like, I want the personality of Han and the cavalier nature of Han and the freedom that Han enjoyed. 
but I want the cool powers that Luke has. So you want to be bar- Anakin. Yeah, but then Ant, oh, I guess. But the sand's going to get everywhere. The oh, sand, it's coarse, so coarse. flows between your hands and gets in your vagina. My God. That was the, that was the, they rewrote that line, actually. The <laughs> they're like, you're looking at a special. They're like, George, well, I don't know if you want to talk about Queen Amidala's vagina at this particular juncture. Have you read that by Carrie Fisher when she was talking about shooting Star Wars? Uh-uh. No. And she's like, why don't I have a bra? And Lucas says, there's no bras in space. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> really, that sequence in, in her book, I, I think it's Wishful Drinking. Oh, just, awesome. It's so funny i actually should read that that's i love reading all those old biographies from people that like just are now so far gone they tell the truth it's done in her voice yeah so you can just hear yeah her one woman show is really good by the way is it yeah really really funny so going Um, back to the lightsabers so there's the the colors right there's blue green uh, red and then the purple for i I want to change my answer to be mace windu mace windu Windu is not a protagonist i'm talking about the major like the major (laughs) r2 yeah you're right you want to be r2 you'd be an astromech droid i guess i'm talking specifically about the core characters because i want to be boba fett but i'm not but but he's not he wasn't core core character i want to be lando Mm, because because he's cool but he's a pragmatist i like the fact mm. that he gets to do a cool thing in a cool universe but he's the the threat is not as ever present on him yeah he really didn't have too much responsibility hold on on. i want i I want some water to run off my back i'll do a little bit of of, of trading here yeah and he looks good he's got gold inlay on his cape and he's got a and he's got to start with that and he's got lobot with him yeah yeah Mm. his personal secretary is like slash sex life Lobot. Lobot. I thought the Ugnots were his. Uh, were, were his Who's the guy that had the built-in, the built-in headphones? <laughs> yeah, Lobot's the one. Yeah, that was, you could tell that, that the, the Ugnots are those like little that horrible, four hundred year old looking creatures that are like taken apart three PO in the basement of Bespin. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of wicked shit if you start thinking about it in Star Wars. But yeah, I I, I can get behind Lando. Here's why. He's like the hardest thing he had to do the whole time was someone called him. I was like, hey, can you borrow? Can I? Can you fly the Millennium Falcon real quick for me? He's like, all right. The rest of the time, he yeah, just coasted, I mean, man. Look, he was just let, chilling. Let's be honest. He shows up quite awkwardly at the beginning of Jedi. Well, he's in. Oh, yeah. he's, he's dressed up as a, as a guard. That is. He's dressed up as a guard. I'm thinking about when they're on the floating platforms. Is he still dressed up as a guard at that point? Yeah. And then he just kind of Oh, emerges. as a skip guard. Yeah. When, he yeah. redeems himself, and then he's just gone. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he finds yeah. himself in the Falcon. Yeah. Which made sense because it, it was, was his, his ship. ship. Yeah, but the but the, he wasn't. I mean, you know, come on, Han's the better pilot. We all know this. Yeah, but Han couldn't. Han was on the ground, right? Which made no sense. Why the hell was Han being a ground attack? Money. I mean, that's the that, that's the difference. I think that's in true. my fantasy life, I would like to be able to handle my finances better. Hence, I want to be Lando. You want to be Lando? Mm. That, and that's to my point. Han was not good at a lot of things. He was. I was, was clearly not good at money management. Oh, job of the hut. A lot of money. For what reason? Well, because he had to dump the cargo, right? He had some shipment that he was running for. Yeah, it was a drugs or something. So he's not a good guy. I mean, he's like the modern day equivalent to like a cocaine cowboy. Like he's trying to he's trying to get all this cocaine into Miami, and he's you know you miss one load, you're dead. Yeah, but Han's not a good life. Yeah, and Escobar's pissed, and then you're like, well, now there's no place I can hide. But but Han's everything. But that was the whole idea of Han's character. I think was that like he ran into some old man that he thought he was going to take advantage of him most easily, and then it ended up being that he got sucked into this whole thing, right? Like where he actually started to care about them. And you know what? Actually, this discussion, what we just, this is what made the initial three movies so good. Is that, yes, there was this grand, big, epic narrative, but there was this far more interesting, down to earth, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, the, with the criminality and everything like that 
that that you know really kind of kept the characters going. Mm-hmm. Whereas like you you look at the more recent three, mm. and it's I like everyone just seems so small and just this kind of a caricature against this kind of big obvious background. Well, it's mm-hmm. true they weren't as dimensional, right? They were they were they were one note. Like you now thinking about it, there is that's interesting. I've actually up until this point never actually started thinking about the psyche or or the the flaws of the characters in Star Wars before. You've got the you've got the the farm boy. Who grows up innocent and then has the loss of innocence as he has to come reconcile the fact that his father is like a mass murderer, and then you've got Han, who is basically, for all intents and purposes, a criminal. He's a smuggler and a criminal, and and and, and not a very good guy. Who then has to come to terms with the fact and that Obi Wan's just a fanatic, and Obi, yeah, Obi Wan's some sort of like <laughs> crazy religious fanatic, right? That's like, there's a lot of that. But then, yeah, when, when, when you look, look at, at the original way. three, I mean, the idea of the rise and fall, it's like that story's been done quite a bit, mm-hmm. you know, you know. It's, Paradise Lost. I mean, you can think of all of those that it didn't have that kind of sub story that was more original that that, that could bring out characters. Because I've always blamed just like he wrote crappy characters mm-hmm. in 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 the yeah, yeah. In, in one through in three. The... But it really could be like he gave no space for characters to emerge because what he was doing was just so sort of mythological and epic that mm-hmm. it's a story that t- sounds better being told. Mm-hmm. After the fact, than actually watching it happen and play out in front of you. Well, that was the thing. I don't know if it was Red Letter Media or another guy was. I think it might have been another. Actually, another guy that was critiquing the the prequels, where he was saying like the problem with those movies is that there's no there's no main character. Like if you really think about it, like who is it about? It, the arc is ultimately about Anakin, but like what is it really about? Because you think the first movie is actually about Qui Gon. You know, like there's a right. lot about Qui, and then they just kill him. And then the second movie is about. God knows what. Like I don't even know. And then the third movie it becomes more about Anakin, but it's like who is the main character because. In A New Hope, it's really about Luke and Obi-Wan. And in the second movie, it's about, like, well, it's Amidala and Anakin and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and Darth Maul and the Emperor or, at the time, Senator. And like, and it's like, who is this about? Yeah. And I think that that was, like, and that was, like, the huge, I think, one of the major problems that yeah. I never really even reconciled in my own head was, like, there's a major problem with the structure of the movie. Well, like, also, not even, it's, like, no, it's, it's where a, do I care? Yeah, right. exactly. Is this caring time? Yeah. Is this caring time? But also, also, it's the one of the hardest things to do is write a character that is your protagonist that becomes the antagonist in a different story. That's not easy. Very few people can do that. In fact, the only person I can really think of that's really great at doing that is, guy, is like, um, uh, Martin, uh, George R. R. Martin, like, where he'll write a character that starts so innocent and so amazing and turn them into a wicked human being, but you sympathize and you find that thing in you that would have done the exact same thing. That's what he needed to do with Anakin, and that fell so far short that it left you thinking, I, I mean, he. It's a flip of a switch. He's evil. If Vince like, Gilligan what had written episodes one through three, that's we not, might have had something very, that's very another, interesting. That's another yeah. great example of it, right? Where Walter White, where you're like, he started off doing, he, this character started off with great intentions, and then we follow him into this downward spiral. You know, the road the hell is paved with good right, intentions. Right. And that's where he started going, and we never got that with Anakin. Anakin just literally flips a switch, and that's it. He had a bad dream, and in order not to... Uh, have that dream become reality, I have to commit mass genocide of all of the Jedis, including the little kids, the young Padawan. Well, things happen. His mom dies. Yeah, now what? She was a slave for... I mean, like... And then she didn't get killed by the Jedis. She was killed by sand people. Yeah. So? I'm sorry, Tusken Raiders? Sorry, Tusken Raiders. Racism. No, but but I... (laughs) That's a slur where they're from in space. Sand people. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, the S people word you're using. I oh wow. <laughs> okay. I, I, I okay. think that uh, anyway. So I think that there's a lack of focus that like pretty much precludes all of those all of the characters because they even ruin Obi Wan in those and ruin Obi Wan and actually in the prequel in the trilogy because of how fucking awful he is in the prequels. The the problem is is that I'm a little conflicted on it too because I'd like to be Han Solo. 
Uh, I always wanted to be Han Solo. He's an awesome character. And he's a character that really comes around, which I think is really interesting. Luke is a little too whiny for me, but Luke shows a lot of metal and courage at the end of Empire. And in the beginning of Jedi, he, when he walks into Jabba's palace, is the single most badass yeah, moment in is. any of the Star yeah. Wars movies, hands down. Like, where he, like, tricks Bib Fortuna and the Gamorrean guards and, like, gets in the Jedi. And he's just fucking there. And, no, he, like, makes, and he, like, makes no, he, like, makes no bones about it. No. Like, he doesn't try to hide himself or anything like that. He just walks in. And, like, that is, like, and, like, really when you think about that moment, it's like, holy shit, this what? is fucking awesome. <laughs> and, we, and he you know, does like, that really clever thing where he then tries to be as badass with Jabba. Jabba's like, no, 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 no. Come on. Yeah. I am not going to be this big and sloppy looking and so successful <laughs> if you can pull that stun at me. But it just, you know, it's, there was that, that, that kind of care and attention. Because if he was that, if he was completely badass in the beginning... Then the conflict that happens at the end with the Emperor would be like, well, hold on, why did it transition? It was mm-hmm. at least getting you ready. Right. He no, still see, wasn't at full potential. But see, that was why those movies were so good. They had those layers, right? Think about what he was wearing in that scene. He wasn't Black wearing one. the traditional robes. He he came in mirroring what his dad was wearing, and he came in with ego, and he came in with, mm-hmm. I'm a badass. You have to do what I tell you to do. And that and that was so fucking rad, because even when you're watching this, you're like, you get that sort of sense like he might actually turn toward the dark side because he's got that in him. He's got this sense of like arrogance He's getting in off him. on Yeah, he's yeah, getting yeah. off on it a little bit. And I might be over-centralizing it, but, but that was a smart choice in the costumer's perspective. When he walks in, what is he wearing? Or, or, or the screenwriter's perspective, whoever put that in. He's wearing all black, just like Vader. Just like the Senator. Just like the Empire. Just like all those callbacks. And it's, it's foreshadowing. It's brilliant, man. Also... Like a boss take down that Rancor. Just like a boss. Right? <laughs> yeah, he gets captured intentionally, too, which is funny, because they really could have sprung the trap at that time. Yeah. That's another thing that, like, like Lando was there and Leia was already in there. So, like, they could have done... They could have actually caused some ruckus there in Should, the beginning. Yeah. Um, and they really don't. They wait. It's, like, it's so funny, like, how... Like, I don't know. They It's not complicated at all, really, when it comes down to it. Like, the, the story with Boba Fett delivering Han to Jabba in mm-hmm. order to appease the Empire and stuff. Like, that's a pretty succinct story. And you actually lose sight of that from the be- very beginning of episode one. And again, like, the guys on the internet are always making fun of this, where it's like, it's about a trade embargo and all and politics. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, I, me- I remember like, in the beginning, like, oh, this is interesting, I guess. But when you really think about the storyline, <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, why is this so complicated? That's why we say about why you, why they killed Darth Maul. By not killing Darth Maul until the third movie, which is what they should have done, they could have skipped like half of what happened in the rest of the, <laughs> the, rest of the series because Anakin should have fought Darth Maul in Anakin the third movie. Anakin should have killed Darth Maul yeah, exactly. and that should have been him finally coming to power, right? But he should have they, done what his son didn't do and he should have killed him. It's so weird. Like, they, like the Count whole Dooku. story is complicated <laughs> Count for no Dooku. reason. It's not simple. Like, the story, it, it, the trilogy story is simple. There. It's really actually deceivingly simple. Oh, yeah. And Boba Fett is probably the biggest wrench in all of it. And even that makes sense. And then when you go back and really, like, tell me what the, tell me what the prequels are about. Like, ask, walk to anyone up and be like, what the fuck happened in this movie? There's a, some sea people, and there's a planet called Naboo that's being embargoed. Who has a queen, and there's a a blockade, queen that they elected. A trade blockade. I, and, vote, I move for a vote of no confidence in the chancellor. And there's a senator who's... Clearly Emperor Palpatine <laughs> and a dude with red face paint who is who is so powerful, the senator. Such a the most powerful Sith Lord that's like ever walked the earth that no one knows. Like Yoda will just be talking to him, not have one inkling that this guy is a Yeah, Maul's really the only one that knows. And his and his little weird guards with the, the Russian looking the, the, the red guards or whatever they were. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, those guys are Because they're in the they're in Jedi as well. Yeah. 
Um, those are the, I don't know they were the uh, Imperial. Not the Imperial oh yeah, those Hearts. guys. Like the Imperial emissaries. Yeah, like, yeah, like they released those like his... Those were like some of the last action figures they ever released in the original Dude. Power of the Force. Like the coolest Legos too. Yeah, those guys were supposedly like his personal guard, and I'm like, why the shit does he need a personal guard? Like what is for sure. If you have a personal guard, where, why does it look like it was designed by, De- you know, by, by, by David Cronenberg? Yeah, it's like <laughs> they're completely, you, completely oh, impractical. They can't move their heads. Cool. I'm not an evil dude or anything. I just have personal guard that. Looks like molten penis. Yeah. <laughs> that, and where the hell were they when the emperor was getting thrown off the friggin' balcony? Yeah, no, none of the none of the imperial like the red guys that were really cool too with the robes like yeah. were there. No, like no one was there. No one was there. He had suddenly everyone's there. Everyone's trying leave. to get off the Death Star. I mean, I think that's like. What like it was. I saw this movie. <laughs> no, really, I saw this movie. It was two movies ago. We gotta go. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Uh, yeah, I know it's it's too bad. I mean, like I've said before, and I've said again, I know I know it'll never happen. It's a pipe dream, but I really wish that. Disney would just be like, "Hey, those first the, the last three movies that came out, I would love to think they're that done. Too. They're done. They don't exist anymore. We're gonna go back and we're gonna let J.J. Uh, Abrams direct one of them and all the great up. We're gonna let this ten year old kid rewrite these movies. Until we, know we got a better shot. I would love. It. I would <laughs> keep the same elements too. Keep Darth Maul. Keep Qui Gon. Just write them as real well, characters. Would, would the, the, who's the guy with the three arms? And the, General what? Grievous. I mean, when the I finally best. saw Episode Three, I was like, "Where the fuck was this? The last." Like you know, five years. That like, guy was that's cool. That guy was made to make action figures. That was uh, I was making fun of that guy so bad at the time, and even and even on our show where I was like, could you think of like, like Kenner and Hasbro were like, you got to make this character. Yeah. He's got four lightsabers. Yeah, and they rotate. Yeah, we'll sell them independently. I know, like, oh, that's brilliant. Every every lightsaber that's will be ten dollars. Jeez, yeah. you have to have all four. When I, saw, I, remember, I remember when I saw. Yes. I remember like by the time I I remember seeing episode three in the theater and basically just being like and shaking my head. Like by the time like like because people like that one the best. I actually personally think Episode One is the best of the prequels. No, dude. But like, now this is but I, I remember I remember being in Episode. I was in college and I was I was just like, I remember just being like, oh my god, like what like what is, what is this? This is getting worse and worse. And I actually think they get worse. And and like to the point where I'm like I don't even give a shit anymore about uh, anything no. that's happening. I I, I I think it's a fruitless pursuit to decide. The, the degree to which one might be better than the other because yeah. I think they're all pretty bad yeah, but pretty I sure. didn't even no see, I think there's a I didn't even see one and two in difference. the theater like the minute I heard what happened after episode one like my interest just went out the window mm-hmm. and by three I was actually living pretty close to like I was near the Grove in, in LA and I didn't have to work full days anymore I was like oh it's two in the afternoon I'll go finally see that movie and I think it's when Grievous showed up I was like I think that's what I used to like about the other movies there was a sense of fun <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I think they got better. I would disagree with you. I think that the second one was slightly well. Once they stopped mentioning metachlorians, I think it got a hell of a lot better. And the yeah, third one actually, the science was out of it. I didn't like it. Are you, I can't tell if you're kidding anymore. Nah, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I know. The metachlorian. You should was, save this for the ranking these and debating them is another topic. I that's we've done that's that. Before. The, the, I think all, we have All that. I'll say is the metachlorian thing was like such, and that it is basically the metachlorian thing is the only re- like really one of the only reasons that I want them to cancel the continuity of like from yeah. from those movies because that really does ruin. Everything about the trilogy, in the sense that it really was supposed to, like, it really did feel like a religion, and like it's yeah. not a religion. Yeah. It's supposed to be a spirituality. It's yeah. supposed to be the, the the life force that flows within all of us, and if you can be in touch with that, some are more in touch with that than others, and then you can do cool shit. Yeah, those people it's just have Don't worry, Hans can explain this. In the but like, someone here's what I don't get. And to I know turn on the metachlorian tracker. I know George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> he explained why he wanted to do it, right? There was an explanation. No, but like, there's got to be a producer that was like, a no. cultural shift from the 70s. 
because so much about Star Wars fits so perfectly in the 70s. (laughs) And then what, we're in the early 2000s, and it's like, oh, man, I don't go to Est anymore. Like, let's come up with midichlorians. Yeah. Like, let's explain things away. No, I I just, you're, you're spot on with that, right? Like, we didn't need it. Some things you don't need. Yeah. You just don't need them. Well, it was also, no one said, like, man, I need to believe in Star Wars. Yeah, no, 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 no. no one said this. You know what Star Wars needs more of? Logic. Science. Like yeah. it needs more explanation as to how all these. No, that's not what it's because about. Because if I needed more explanation, I would have looked for the backstory of every member of the band in the cantina. Oh yeah, yeah. well, Colin just, like the they blue are. guy. I just I was like, okay, what's 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 his? I mean, I saw him kind of. I saw him as kind of a relation to Zoot in the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they're both kind of blue. Yeah, well, look. If you yeah. want they both correlations, <laughs> if you want more science in your science fiction, go watch Star Trek. That's what that Reed series Isaac is Asimov. for. Yeah, or, or Rita Isaac Asimov. That's a perfect example. But, like, Star Wars is a space saga. I don't need to know everything about it. Just show me some lightsabers and some cool action. And then maybe make me fall in love with Carrie Fisher at a young age and discover my own body. Oh, nice. Fun fact. Um, the place where I live in San Francisco, mm-hmm. uh, one of the previous tenants was Eddie Fisher. Really? I only found this out because I was getting mail from SAG addressed to an Eddie Fisher. And I know SAG rules well enough, you can't have two names. Finally, I went down. I was like, dude, this mail. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, he lived there. He died there. Wow. I'm like, Princess Leia's dad? That's crazy. It's, it's just kind of trippy. Yeah, no, yeah. that sounds just trippy. Just That's just to share a little that trippy. You. Yeah. So to answer your question, Colin, Porkins. Nick. <laughs> yes. What's your topic? I got to find it. Does. Yeah. I, oh, I don't want to live in that world. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't just, want to live in that. I thought about being Aunt Baru. Get it over with. I've, I've had a good life on a moisture farm, and I'll burn me to death. I was I was on my phone by the way looking for the because there is Lucas did explain not too long ago like why he made it, and I actually read it and I was like that actually makes sense. I'll and I can't around. I can't remember. I'll look at what it is. Well, like he said something he where I'm like that much oh. sense in that one aspect. I'm done with sense because that bit in episode three. And that's the only movie I think I saw from beginning to end. Um, when Anakin goes to what's her face Amidala Amidala yeah Amidala and he's like you look so beautiful tonight I'm like no she just got out of the dryer like like her hair is just (laughs) and and I'm like they just like everyone just gave up I like how that's your go to it's not that you know her giving up the will to live at the end because that, no, but it's like, it's like actually, they wrote the line, you look so good tonight, which would make you think that somebody on set double checked that there was anything that could be construed as being consistent with Anakin's statement. Unless he has gone so far to the dark side, yeah. he says that aesthetics <laughs> has absolutely come out his own ass. I mean, it's just, I, I, it is one of the most baffling sequences in cinema. Colin, I'm actually looking at the quote from why George Lucas said yeah. uh, he just wanted to explain the chlorians, uh, metachlorians, and I quote, "Because fuck you." Oh, that's that's what he said. Okay, apparently. fair enough, fair enough, fair uh, enough. In relation to there was this is an odd quote yeah, for him to say, one. Greg. There wasn't. Uh, there was. I, I wish I remember. I can't even remember what he said. Where I read it, and I'm like, oh, it's still dumb, but I guess I understand why you want. It was something. It's something that when you think about it, I was like, oh, okay, well, all right, so, all right. Never, my topic, sorry, Nick. What's your topic? There you go. Uh, my topic, of course, comes from the audience. If you have topics for the show, please tweet at Nick underscore Scarpino with your topic suggestion, just like Rodney the author did. Rodney the author. Rodney the author. At Rodney the author says, San Francisco has become separated from the mainland and turned into a prison zone. How would you rise to power? Hmm. So we're in, we'll say either escape from New York or escape from L.A. Those are the two. We'll say New York. Cause it was, I was about to say. It was, it was the no one wants to be in L.A. Less. Uh, New York, Manhattan Island has become a prison zone. Uh, so the, not all, San No, well, well, why are you changing this? Well, he gave you literally what he wanted you to. That's and fine. You're just that's like, fine. Now you're like it's a movie. 
that you've seen. Well, uh, that's fine. Okay, so, where, we're, wait, we're, so where's the is it the peninsula? I would say the peninsula, right here. Let's see. Let's include South San Francisco, but not the airport. Okay. Okay. Deal. It's become separated from it. So let's say there's an earthquake. It breaks it off the peninsula off. and it kind of shifts a little bit. No one can save us. We're out to. We see. can't. Yeah. There's just a body of water between us that's unswimmable, mm-hmm. and the United States government, in its infinite wisdom, has decided to make it a prison. God damn. Just basically throw they never all the did convicts. That in San Francisco Bay before. Yeah, oh, right. no, that sounds crazy. <laughs> so we're all stuck here. Yeah. Okay. It's a we've got electricity. We've got. Let's, let's assume we've got all the, everything that we have at our disposal right now. How do we rise to power in this? Or do we? Or do we, we just do die? not? For sure. But how would we? Why are we making that assumption? Because if there was a, a catastrophic earthquake that split San Francisco into an island that then floated towards into the bay, we would have nothing anymore. We'd be totally cut off. The bridges would also be broken. So right. the the. So there would be no conduit, Magneto style, for anything. No water, right. no electricity. Right. Exactly. Maybe well, big we're, problems. We're assuming it's so a prison. Yeah, okay, that's true. No, it doesn't. Even, it's just we floated out into the ocean. Well, we're assuming it's a prison. So by by nature of that, the United States government wants to keep it, put the prisoners there and keep them alive to some degree, right? Because it's a prison. It's right. Like, but why would they let it be stuff. self-sustaining? What is the point? That's not really the question. Choice. That's what it says. We're lost in the weeds. So, well, it says it's separate. Well, yeah, so we don't, it it's separate. No, it's Did it say we're a prison? It's a like escape from New York. They've done that because turned into like, a we prison don't know what zone. to do. This is all too okay. confusing. Okay, so it's not. it hasn't broken off. It's just turned San into Francisco a prison San Francisco has zone. been separated from the mainland and turned into a prison zone. How would you rise to power? I don't know what prison he, zone is. He's like. talking about we're like... Just, we're, pri- we're prisoners. He's talking about escape, escape from L.A. In Escape from L.A., there's a big earthquake. It shifts a little bit, and they turn all of L.A. into a prison. That's it's Of course, as one does. Right. So what does it mean, rise to power? In the prison? Well, yeah, so what, because yeah. you, you, you've got you now have a new social organization among prisoners and probably various factions within it. Mm-hmm. How do you try to attain some power? Which we, we get water, bring you some safety. We get all the water. We in get order, all the bottles of water. Yeah, Colin order, has more bottles of water in this house than any human being. Half of them I'm have ready. been drank already, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We have the water. That's what we do. We start we start selling that for sex and stuff. Would oh. we? Would we pimp out Kevin? Yes. For sexual favors yes. for others. Yes. At, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so I feel like it's just sexual favors are really the goal here. Is that, so, that's that so that's our currency? Are we still, are, are we able to still broadcast We're not very good looking people. Mm. Speak yeah, for yourself, question. Nick. Yes. All right, then, then, I'm very we, then we also yeah, have the avenue skin. of like the, the guy, uh, Stanley Chushi in The Hunger Games. We could be like that. People would like us. We'd be on camera. Like oh, okay. Mm. I get that. So we're going to... We're, we're I don't know if that's Stanley Tucci. Is that Stanley Tucci? I think we like, just don't... Let's just not change like, anything. Let's like just keep doing what we're doing. vaudevillians. Yeah. They're going yes, around exactly, with... Exactly. Our version of a straw hat and a cane. Telling. Well, I feel like people will need entertainment in this new well, post Well, I was thinking, world. what if we kind of... What if we set something up? Maybe like Sweeney Todd, but it's, you know... Hey, it's that chair that I'm working mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And VR. <laughs> oh, the Roto? people get to have, you know, an experience not in the prison. That's They're actually a really that. good idea. Do you have we a prototype? We knife them, we take all our stuff, we amass a small fortune. Holy shit, mm, smart. Like and then we make meat pies out of them. Yes. Demon and we well, where do the Demon sexual bar. favors come into play? You got all the corpses down there. Well, I mean, you can have your mm, place. I'm not into that, Greg. <laughs> have you tried it? <laughs> Don't knock until you try it. I have not. What do you got, Nick? You're Mr. Escape from New York. I mean, my first thought is, uh, I don't know why, but I don't, I'm not very tough. As it were, I don't you think we can't fight. Yeah, but I can't really. I don't think I can fight my way out. There will always we're be someone tougher. Smart. I think yeah, fighting your way out is not, a bad idea. So I figure I'd be like maybe like Eugene from uh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead. You spoilers here. You gonna spoil stuff? No. Okay. Maybe I won't Don't say that. Um, I haven't seen them. Well, maybe I can't. <laughs> now I can't say that comment. Uh, I think I would You're try to. What? I would try to scheme. I would yeah. try to align myself with the most powerful people sure, and tell them sure, that I had sure. something that they needed. All the while, like playing the water. And so the you, you'd be what's his face from Escape from New York, the driver. Yes, I'd probably be. Is it? What is it? Oh, Harry Dean Stanton. 
Is it was Ernest Borgnine. It was Ernest Borgnine. It was Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably be that guy, the go-getter, who was then, of course, recast as Steve Buscemi in Escape from L. It was the exact same movie. It was really weird that they just remade that movie. I was like, I don't understand. It's the exact same movie. It's like comic books. It's exactly like comic books. I don't know. I probably... It's in L.A. I don't think I'd last long, though. I don't think all of us would. I think I don't think we're tough enough. I think Kevin would probably outlast all of us. Yeah, it's how tough how tough is it going to get? It's San Francisco. A lot of techie people here. Yeah, but are we to assume that they're going to bring prisoners to Yes. I think oh, they're going to make it a prisoner. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought we were, yeah. we were just prisoners so on we the island. with everyone else. No, we're done. It's over. I want to be, I I wanna, blow my brains out. I don't want to live in that life. I want to be a mastermind, a criminal mastermind in that. You wouldn't. Place, sir. How do you know? I know you. They push you over. You know the guy with bra- the brains? Yeah, when your Vita battery dies, you're pretty fucked. Why don't we fool people that there is a way that you can get off, and we pretend to be lawyers offering legal services? Not a bad idea. And we're cutting oh, their throats and having sex with their bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Or we're having Kevin cut their throats and have sex with their bodies. No, we're basically no, no. just going to make Kevin do all these nasty sexual acts. Okay. Like, And then we'll tell him after perverse. a year, there isn't a prison colony. Where we're <laughs> 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 like, killed like 40 people and had normal. sex with them. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I feel like my first thing to do would be form an alliance with Kevin because he's good at stuff. What do you mean? Yeah. You already have the alliance is just there. We know the alliance is there. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess by that, I mean just like make sure that everything we've talked about over the years is still cool now okay. that that's actually still a thing. I don't think it's like Survivor and like you need to eat a roach or something. Well, actually, I haven't seen Survivor in a decade. <laughs> is that what they do? <laughs> I'm I'm sure. I can't remember. All right, anymore. welcome to Survivor. Eat this roach. <laughs> you survived. You just won Survivor. Good Take your flame over okay, there. You can make friends. Take your friend over there. And have a roach. <laughs> I can't believe that show's actually still on television, isn't it? I believe Survivor. it. CBS. Oh my they god. They will not let anything die. Nothing. Nothing dies on CBS. They won't let old people who watch CBS die. I mean, that's because oh, that's really the only way that they die. can exist. <laughs> like, no, we're really the Tiffany Network. It's it's, it's you're eternal. God, that's so true. Um, it is. I, God, I don't know. Yeah, no, I still think I would die. I, th- I don't think I would be able to exist. I'm not. I actually have smart enough. You would be good. Nightmares I mean, I would, really frequently. Do you? Colin it, has it, them. It, they it, call it, them dreams. It never works out very well. No. And it's usually like I'm trying to keep everyone together, and I turn around, and I turn back, and everyone's gone. I'm yeah. like, well, great. Well, you fuck. Know, My thing is, zombies. Colin and I talk about this a lot on the shows. We, we want to get guns, and I want to have guns. I want to have my gun. Just with my bug out bag. Because when everything goes to shit, like for real, and we don't break off, obviously, and float in the ocean. But when the earthquake happens and we have to walk out of the city, I want to be armed. Yeah. I don't want to be fucked with. Just let me walk out to Burlingame, all right? I'm all right. Leave me alone. The one thing that I don't think they touched on in Escape from LA or Escape from New York and that they'll, they'll, you know, that we're missing here is that if there was a catastrophic earthquake that would split San Francisco off into the ocean, we'd have way bigger problems than being split off into the ocean. As in, it would probably be a magnitude 9.5 or 9.7 and we'd be fucking dead. Mm hmm. So, so that, that that's a well, that's with, a that's a massive. This uh, table massive would protect us. Every yeah. single building it would just crumble in two seconds. So that was L.A. with New York, and I can't remember the setup for Escape from New York. But I just think for some reason. Oh, well, New York's already split off. And, and, they just decided and, to turn Manhattan into yeah. a prison, and they. No, because it was you know, there was so much crime. Back then, was? there was something interesting about Escape from New York because it was after seventies in New York City. Yeah, New York was really a, was a serious crime problem, and yeah. you saw this kind of like insane response to it. Where they just walled it off and just called it a prison. Right, right, right. No I think the idea Batman. was is that Manhattan had decayed so badly mm-hmm. that they didn't have to uh, like get people out of there. If you were in Manhattan, you were already assumed yeah, to be a Yeah, you belonged to there. <laughs> we're just going to build this wall yeah, right People here. forget about that. Like Manhattan in the sev- like late 60s, 70s, and in the 80s, up until really Giuliani in, Giuliani. in 92, was a fucking shithole. Like I think people, and I am from New York, so I am saying that loud and proud. I don't, I don't, like if people are offended by it, I am from New York. The... 
New York City was bad. Yeah. Like, really bad, especially in the 70s and 80s. I, I, um, so I it, it makes sense in that context. I, I find it so fascinating that you know, I, I love movies from the 1970s, mm-hmm. but, you know, slightly similar, you know, time period. Like, you watch, like, French Connection mm-hmm. or Dog Day Afternoon or mm-hmm. Serpico. Mm-hmm. Then you watch Annie Hall. And it's like, is, 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 is this the same city? Did anyone like talk to one another? Man, you are you're you're really confusing me because That's it's really still the point. same island from what I can tell. That's hilarious. Yeah, That's a really good point. Some, <laughs> yeah, that's really an interesting that is a an intriguing point, actually. Going back to San Francisco, like if all the people had to fight each other, yeah. That'd be really interesting. I wonder who would win. Oh, I mean, that's that's what we're talking about yeah. here, right? So, like, so we're we're cut off from the mainland. We have to fight for resources. We have to fight. But I mean, like, like, like fuck us. Like, forget us. Like, we know what we would do. We would just kind of go along with it, and whatever happens would happen to us. But then you got, you know, there's like the the like we'd be the, the Chinese Chinatown in the world. Then there's world the Castro Tenderloin. Then there's Tenderloin. There's all these like there's different characters out there. There is North Beach. They're oh, there's North Beach. They're not gonna do much. North Beach got a lot of meatheads. Pop collars. They got a lot of thugs. Yeah, the marina's uh, got all the pop collars. I'll tell you, yeah, yeah, Mar- marina has the bros. True, but it's just like the bros are going to. I'm putting the bros in the wrong spot. Right? The they, and trust me, if there is an earthquake, I know this from '89. Uh, marina, don't worry about marina. Yeah, it's done. It's gone. <laughs> it's all liquefaction. It's, it's going yeah. into the ground. Well, we would be worried about the marina. Anyway. Are you saying the Castro just because it's where all the buff dudes are? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, and like they're gonna. Fuck shit up, man. Yeah. What about our Sunset and Richmond people? How are the Irish and the Russians? You know the Sunset and the Richmond. Yeah. I think we'll be all right. I'm gonna be fine. I think the I think the Richmond and Sunset people would just wall. You guys would shut yourselves in like it was a zombie. We just have numbers though over here. That's you the have thing. numbers, but like you have to have someone denight them. Well, you can walk west That's and get a thing. boat. It's true. Yeah, we could just, just we run. we could just go to the That's ocean. A good strategy. I'm actually in with that. Let's just, just do running. it, guys. Yeah. Because here's the thing: if I heard okay, the Castro is fighting Chinatown and North Beach and the Tenderloin, I'm like. Peace. Yeah. I'm out. I'm yeah. not on any yeah, of those wooden teams. Throats and having sex yeah. with bodies. We're getting a boat. We'll be back. <laughs> I'm like, is Kevin coming with us? No, he's too busy having sex with that body right now. <laughs> Let him go. He's, Keep he's going, Kevin. Kevin. We're proud of you. Look at those tongues. <laughs> Kevin, you do you. <laughs> we'll be back for you soon. Is this Kevin's reaction to stress, or is this just something latent that just suddenly emerged out of Yeah, that's the craziest thing. Is that we don't even tell Kevin to kill people and have sex with bodies. He just does it. <laughs> it's an odd conversation at these parties. I'm like, what's Kevin having sex with? Oh, a body. That's disgusting. Does he do that often? Yes, quite often. Quite often. Well, in, in the stuff. last five weeks, he just gets him to help himself. <laughs> he really fell off the wagon. No, but I, I want to clarify because Greg was saying I have I have post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic dreams. That's not really true. I, I dream of, like, Red Dawn was always, like, the thing where I was like, this would be kind of interesting. Your fantasy. Yeah. Like, what happen? What happens? You know, that's why Jericho is so good. Right. Because it's like, wow, this could actually, this actually is somewhat realistic. And this is kind of fucking crazy. And then the country splits into three. And you're like, what does that look like? That's more of my, my take on it. It's like, that's just interesting. And I don't think that far beyond the, the pale, actually. Of, See, of, or not, I don't want to say the beyond the pale, but beyond reason that that would happen. I, I know I'm screwed, though, because like I can't play Fallout. I can't play that game. So like, You don't want to be over encumbered. I can't. I can't deal with fixing. Like we were talking about earlier, I can't. I, w- I would pick up a pipe, and if it broke, I'm like, Shit, I don't. Know the f- I can't. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know what to do. I don't want to level up. I don't want to resource manage. I don't want to deal with water and like gas and trying to find all these things. Like it's that done. I'm yeah, done. I'm that's out of that's it. a good way to go. Can't do it. Or I run. Or we run. Like I think our best bet is to band together, get a small group of people that are smart, handy, that don't mind having sex with the occasional corpse. <laughs> And get out. Just yeah. get. Just go. Just See, leave. that worries me though. That like the best scenario is to run because I'm not good at running. 
No, I mean, I don't mean run in the traditional sense of marathon. I mean, like, we make a go of it. We flee the city. We pack whatever we need. If I could skip, I'd be okay. Greg's arsenal of weaponry that he keeps. I just want one gun. If I could actively weep and that somehow gets me Mm -hmm. to cover, I I think that's how I know it Mm -hmm. would work out well. Yeah. Just no. In reality, I'd probably just kill myself right away. Really? I wouldn't. It, it's not Cody's that easy, been, dude. It's not that easy. That's why the road was so good and so realistic. Was because those people should have killed themselves, and their wife did kill him, kill herself. But right. like, whatever. That book came out fucking ten years ago. But but they but but they don't. You know, like the, the dad doesn't. Yeah. And like, I'm I think pretty, I think I that was more. Pretty. And that was that was a that was more of a story. Like that is the most dire, realistic depiction of the end of the world ever. And like they still couldn't bring themselves to kill themselves. I, I think I could do. Movie. Like when, when, when we used to sit ar- when we used to sit around and talk about this, me and Pro about zombie apocalypse and everything else, I would always eventually get to the point where I just kill myself. And he said that really one day what was going to happen is the power was going to go out and I was going to blow my brains out. I'm like, well, this is it. Yeah, but that would happen. Like, <laughs> Lights come yeah, on. Now too. you can't find it. Where it go? I don't think you would kill yourself though. The, the, the power would no. go out like within the first few days or something like this, wouldn't it? Like, wouldn't? But I'm, no, I'm saying the joke is that the power just goes out because a transformer's oh. been blown over. <laughs> I just I just misinterpreted yeah, it as the yeah, end of the yeah. world. Yeah, I got you. Um, now we get we get that question a lot too, and I think we've actually answered that question. Like, what would do? What would we do in the zombie apocalypse? I think we did that once, but it's it's worth revisiting at some point. Because now that I'm into Walking Dead, I've got all sorts of other ideas of what we could do and how we could. Survive. I don't even like. I don't even like that. That scenario is interesting, but I don't even like it in the sense that it's never going to happen. Man. Like, what's more? What's more interesting is like what happens in a situation like the road or in a situation like right. Jericho. You know, yeah. like Jer- and Jericho twenty five. Si- oh, American- Jericho, that was the ABC show. It's a CBS. Yeah. Uh, CBS. Yeah, was he yeah. Skeet Ulrich, Tiffany Network. Like when they, yeah. like, like that. That idea was so intriguing because it was like there are twenty five nuclear bombs that go off at the same time in the United States. Now what do you do? You know what I mean? And that was like that was awesome because that was like realistic. Like terrorists just totally destroy the United States. And like that was like that to me was like a show that was awesome. Was like this is something you actually not that this would necessarily happen, but this is like this isn't a zombie apocalypse. This is like real. Mm-hmm. And that was like what was so cool about it. Yeah, you know. Um, so I like those kinds of that's why Red Dawn was cool because that was also a realistic scenario there was a day like, I got back from a flight from Japan that was Red Dawn was not and, and a realistic they, and, they, and they turned <laughs> off the electricity in my building so I was tired and I got back and I couldn't turn anything on I, I barely made it through that <laughs> and I knew that the electricity was going to come back yeah, on yeah. again a day where we didn't have cable leading oh. up to the Super Bowl Colin was not a happy camper oh, there was oh one time oh, there was like there wasn't running water for like four hours <laughs> Oh, oh I, I, I had to pee. Do you, you freak out? Like we there, we had storms up here a while back that were uh, there were like El Nino style storms. Remember that? And they were like the storm of the century is mm-hmm. coming, and power went out. Basically, half the city's power went out, and I, my wife was like, I don't know what to do. Like I can't charge my like. Not, not from a perspective of like I'm, we're totally screwed and panicking. She's just like I've got nothing to do. I'm idle. I've got no TV, and our uh, the only thing she had was her phone. Which was fine. She could access stuff on her. She was overacting, obviously. But she really wanted to read a magazine. She's like, I don't even know how to charge. Our MacBook Mini is like almost dead. So I had to drive her around in my car and charge the Mac, <laughs> the, the the iPad in my car, so she wouldn't freak out. But it's it's weird how much you uh, the, the modern comforts you yep. rely on them, like water and power. Yep. Like if you don't have them, you're screwed. And yeah. and uh, brief sidebar about the rain that we got somehow didn't do anything for the drought. We oh, didn't yeah. really get that much. No. I mean, but we got so much in volume in those few days, and you think that at least it would be like, all right, we're good for a little while. And like, no, you have less than a year of water left. Yeah, that's oh, crazy. Well, the, the other thing is it was, it was a warmer rain because it was a Pineapple Express. So what it ends up doing is it melts the snowpack. And so you still have runoff that still makes it out to the mm-hmm. ocean. So you're not... Ah. We're supposed to have cold, and you get a snowpack in, mm-hmm. and then 
we have a little bit of water and then it melts. Right. And I want to the rest of the We year. should talk about that next in a, in a few weeks or in a few that's, months. That's because we are the California years worth of water left. In yeah, like California might be like seriously kind of fucked. And I was talking to Greg about it where I was like, it's interesting. For somehow we don't have desalinization plants all up and down the coast, which makes no fucking no sense. sense. But up, apart from like, like we have all of this coastline, we shouldn't have to worry about this at all. Yeah, you know, there like, was a really, really we big own half drought. the coast of the United States back in the nineties, I think. And Santa Barbara, for some reason, was like inordinately impacted by it. And I remember everyone thought, okay, let's have some desalinization plants. I know it's really expensive, but like no one did anything with it. And it's like there's water right there. It just well, has salt in it. Let's just yeah, and then like, buy it from Colorado instead. And someone was saying, like, well, the water that goes back into the ocean is twice as salty when you do. And it's like, dude, we're out of water. Do you think I'm worried about more salty water going into the ocean? Let's worry about the first thing that happens here, which is we're all going to be dead. It'll be and, easier and, to surf. <laughs> go read Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner when they like they can't get the winds and then they start drinking the seawater. It gets worse at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's uh, it's true. It's That's it. That's very interesting. I never understood why they wouldn't do that. I love I love this topic just because I was talking to Greg about it. I was talking to my dad about it, too. Like, this is going to be a disaster if like if like there's not if like we don't have significant rain for so many reasons, because. First of all, if you don't have like if you're not growing wheat or corn or eating wheat or corn or certain things, everything's grown here. So like the first thing that's going to fall is all of the agriculture in the center in Central Valley. Mm-hmm. There gonna be no oranges, no almonds, no lemons, no limes, nothing. No avocado. Then, yeah, no like like like, and that's going to affect all of these markets around the United States. Then and also and this is what I brought to you, Greg, where I was like, what if this drought? Because they're saying this might be a decades long drought that we're in the middle of that started in like 2003, mm-hmm. and the and California has not experienced it since it's been settled. So like, what if there just is no water for? 50 years and then people can't live like realistically live here anymore and then everyone has to go east mm-hmm. and then it cr- creates all of this strain and stress there's like this is a pretty catastrophic problem which is why i think they're actually not talking about it because they're like this is actually bad and we can't control it you know it doesn't matter how much you ration it because if it's not going to rain it like we can ration it and get two years out of it people are now because the drilling of wells is really unregulated which i was astonished to hear about but the wells that are being dug now are hitting water tables that are 30,000 years old. Like, you're talking Paleolithic water is wow. what's being pulled up out of the ground. Like, we have depleted everything else that's sitting below us. Yeah, I heard that on the radio, and I that was like my... I wish this is my apocalyptic dream rather than I just heard this is a fat while laying yeah. in bed. Yeah. And then <laughs> I was just like, I'm just, I nice. just got scared yeah. and I was like, I'm not going to get out of bed today. We're staying in and here. I was guys. like, maybe I'll play a video game. I'm like, why? It's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. That's why, that's why I'm so excited that I'm the only one in my family like anywhere near California. Like everyone's still in New York. So if it's like, if the shit goes, I'm just like, I'm going home. Then we have, we have plenty of water on Long Island. We'll be fine. What do planes run on? Water. Yeah, not going oh, anywhere. that's a good point. That's here. a really good point. But yeah, we should definitely unpack that more in the future because there's like all these. I was reading a lot. There's like all these un- crazy unintended consequences of what happens here. Yeah, you know, and like that we might be on the brink of something pretty pretty serious. Because like I was saying, like if, if if it's a 50 years drought or something like that, and we just were like, oh, we have to save water, and then we just drink half as much water, then we have two years worth of water. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, like we have reached that point where. <laughs> yeah, I mean the scary the scary <laughs> thought behind it, right, is that this is a this is the change that is there's no reversing right like it's not raining it hasn't rained it's been a bad bad three four years so far where it's not really raining that much and that's not necessarily something we can fix so that's the trippier thing is like what happens if we can't fix it desalinization plants man if we totally screwed ourselves over with uh you know because i I, there was another story that i read the other day where the the polar ice caps are melting so fast that now russia is trying to claim they're they're getting the land masses they're like oh 
we can get there now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The now entire gonna, northern pass. Yeah, they're try, They're like Canada oh, and Russia. When those lightning Russia. wars will be Canada and Russia over all the oil that they're just yeah. There's crazy amounts of oil you know, out there. Should, uh, it's 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 gonna be really interesting. You know, we should start though as one of those those ice uh, iceberg towing companies. That's what we should do. We should we should give up this gig and go get big boats and just tow the icebergs back and thaw them out. That's a great idea. People. That's a really fantastic idea. Yeah, I'm 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 interested to see how this all. I don't know if I'm serious. It's like or Armageddon, that. but stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, interested, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how it, how this all plays out, man. Because it's I I really think that this is a problem that is not going to be limited to California. Everyone no, is going to, to feel the effects of this. Yeah, we're going to have to start buying water from more water from other states because we get most of our water. We don't even get most of our water from California, right? Doesn't it come from Colorado? Well, it, come, it well, comes from like Hetch Hetchy and all these kinds of different places. The big problem is if I was Jerry Brown and I was the Senate and the Congress and you know or just the legislature in California, I'd be like, we are building 50 de- desalinization plants now. Yeah. You know, like still gonna like, take too long. I know, but like if you start, like there, there's one in San Diego that they're building, and a few other places that are gonna be ready that they just started. They'll be well, ready in 2016, and it's like just we're dumping all of our money into this. Like we must build these. You know, there's there's that one other technique which they are trying out some other places that people get too freaked out when they hear what it is. Wastewater can actually be completely purified so that it's fully, you know, it's just completely potable. And then you're just recycling around the same stuff. But you've got to chill people out. Maybe it will become enough of a crisis. Like, no. Drink your poop water. We're going to drink some poop water. It's just you'll never know any better because it's going to taste like water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm down. I'm I'll down drink that your way. poop. I'll Tim, I'll drink your poop water. And that can be done a hell of a lot faster water. than, I think, a, a desalinization plant. Probably. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully we figure something out. We have no, no much time. Cheryl was bringing up a good point, too. She's like, why is no one talking about this? Like, there's, like, no official word about it. It's like, it's... Like, maybe we should... Maybe someone should, like, say something at, at some point. Yeah, like, one year. We've got one year until the end of the world, so basically. maybe I should come back and visit six months from now. <laughs> right before you leave. Right before <laughs> you move out. Yeah, I'm, yeah. like, I'm out of here, guys. See ya. It's been a pleasure. Cheerio. Snowy. <laughs> the, good, the only good news about this is if California goes belly up, then we can put kind of fun in New York and I finally get what I want. Be perfect. We're not going to go in the middle of the country if that happens. Ladies and gentlemen. We'll just continue. We'll move to Austin where it's even hotter with less water. Go to <laughs> Columbia, Missouri. There's plenty of snow there and plenty of heat. You'll be happy. Ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of the Game Over Greggy Show. If you didn't know, each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. You can get the whole show over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny each and every Friday. But if you don't want to give us any money, you can wait and get it on youtube.com slash kindoffunny day by day, topic by topic, until we post the entire thing as one big video and one big MP3 on podcast services around the globe that has no water and people are fighting for oil. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Owen. Too much water over there. Uh, yeah, 7.8. Mm-hmm. Too much water. Mm-hmm. Too little water. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter. Watch the shows. Go, support, Go to Twitch. Go support Adam's Kickstarter. Yeah. Yes, please. Roto. R-O-T-O. R-O-T-R. R-O-T-O. Not Rotor. I almost said rotor. That's not, that's that's not a good idea. Not Go check it out. Go check it Rotors, out. Rotors it. were kickstarted long times ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow Adam on Twitter, Adam Sessler. He's it's been up the whole time if you've been doing this. And Adam, thank you so much for coming by. Oh no, it's my pleasure. We've we've we've, pleasure. we've wasted we've taken an entire day from you. We're sorry about that. Thanks yeah, for Yeah, but you know what I'm probably done with it? What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>